Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 5 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, The Order of the Phoenix. Oh my god. The feels... Shut up, Connie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts, so please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Submit to Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. You can check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines and awesome stories. Love our blog. Love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around please consider becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wizard Team episodes and Patroni have access to those videos. Patroni will also get exclusive video content during LeakyCon. Um, we only have 15 days left until Leaky. So become a Patronus now and make sure to get access to our content. And if you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. And you can find the links to donate at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. So help us out. You know, we're, we're um, coming up very closely. Got a lot of things to get together before that. I still haven't unpacked since my last trip. So that's the thing I need to do. But, Same. you know, <laughs> I just unpacked. I've just been living out of like a pile of clothes on like in the suitcase and then my closet. And I like occasionally yeah. put things away and then I don't. I'm slowly, but also kind of fastly transitioning to a full fandom wardrobe because I have no chill and no, I'm not a good adult, which is another reason why I need you guys to donate. Um, (laughs) But I've got a bunch of stuff and like, I'm also a hoarder, so I'm trying to get rid of a bunch of stuff. I just don't have like any space. I just have piles of things, piles and I just move them around and that's my life now. I just move piles from one spot to the other. But I also, uh, shout out to Portia. She had wrote this, she had wrote, that's not English. She wrote this like really sweet, nice message on our Slack channel, which you should like join our Slack. But she reminded me that Bayana has eight different panels and I have 10 panels. So we're the most booked panelist at this year's LeakyCon. Right now, I mean, I think that we're, the schedule's still kind of fluctuating, but for the for the most part, um, we're the most we have the most panels, um, and because of all of those panels, it's going to be a very diverse LeakyCon. Um, oh, she also put it on Facebook. So if you're on our Wizard Team Facebook group, Portia's like, "Give me all my props. Mm-hmm. I'm the best." Also, we didn't ask her to do this. No, well. she just did it, and, like, all of a sudden, She's I was all, like, emotional and shit. And I was like... Right? Same. What? They like us. They really <laughs> like us. Also, this is, like, completely um, a non-sequitur, but um, I was feeling kind of low. I don't know if I was feeling low, but we were just talking about, like, self-esteem and getting things done, and Amani was all like, but you know you're pretty dope, right? And I just want y'all to know that he said that. I don't think anyone's gonna believe you unless you have receipts, but I saw it. I believe you. I just, you know. I'm gonna take a screenshot then. It's on the internet. The internet is forever. Forever. 
Um, okay, so we have Wizard Team merch. Uh, Robin, before she went on the weird whatever that was, um, I mean, it was all related, but I'm going to go back <laughs> and make a... Robin was talking about her nerdy wardrobe, and we also have Wizard Team merch, so you can also step up your nerdy wardrobe as well as your stationary game. Someone bought a mug this week. They did a... Thank you, Drinking out their Patronus was. fuel. Look at That's them. That's what I'm saying. It's so great. Hopefully, you know... Y'all get get your get your nerd stuff. I think it's all Harry Potter at this point, which is fine. Yeah, that's why we we're have here. some. Actually, I was relooking, and your um, more Black Girls, more Dragons merch needs to go up because it's. I think it's ready. Um, really? Because I didn't. You had all these notes, and then I didn't go back and fix it because I forgot. But it's ready. Cool. Oh, coming well, soon I mean, come. I was like, more black girls, more dragons soon I come. I was like, it's pretty it's pretty much ready. Um, but yeah, and then um, just shout out to my girl with her flame white, white I can't say it, right? White supremacy. It's white. Just go check out Bayana's Twitter name right now. It's everything. Um, we need to make that into a shirt because it's amazing. Um... Also, shout out to Dude, um, Happy Space, and I'm sure we'll get into it again, but homeboy that, like, nonchalantly was throwing flames at white supremacists in Charlottesville, you have our heart, you are one of us, like, taking, taking the mantra seriously, and literally, literally flaming white supremacy. Yep. Facts. Okay. Um, also, if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, or even if you do, rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, etc. Everywhere podcasts are found. Yes. And subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah, with nerd news and links to what's been going on. And if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org, um, and the subscription's like on every page. And so just like, sign up. Sign up. Sign up. And now for Wizard Team News. Listen to Cousin Black, the newest podcast at Black Girls Create, uh, an orphan black after show hosted by Brandon Jordan and Akira Davis. Hashtag Cousin Black. So my brother was visiting, actually. So we had this, like, really cute family day where uh, Kira came over and we all watched Orphan Black. Uh, series finale and then we had a little sleepover um, it reminded me of when Doctor Who would come on and Bayana lived here and me Bayana and Akira would do Doctor Who and have a sleepover it was I like know. that but not as nerdy um, <laughs> it was much less nerdy because Brandon <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah so I can't believe it but Orphan Black is over that don't even make sense. But yeah, um, they had an extra long, usually the episodes of Cousin Black are, you know, hovering around 30, 45 minutes, and they had an hour-long um, final goodbye to our favorite Sestra, so check that out on um, iTunes, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. Um, also, the first section or, like, story of Cormoran Strike is premiering on August 27th on BBC One. So if you're not uh, familiar, um, uh, uh, J.K. Rowling wrote these books 
under the pseudonym of Robert Galbraith. And so The Cuckoo's Calling was the first book. So in there, it's going to television. And how many books? There's three books. The first one is going to be split into three episodes. And then the other two are going to be split into two episodes each. Um, so I it's feel coming like, soon um, on BBC One. And I know that it's like also going to be on HBO, but there's still no release date for that because of geo-blocking and shit. So who knows when we'll actually get to see it. I'm going to see it on August 27th. They can just come for me. Come for me if you want to. I wonder but. if... I was going to say, we're... Yeah, I don't know. We're going to figure it out. Because listen, out. the problem is, is that like they act like Tumblr doesn't exist because this happened to me with Sherlock even though I didn't really catch up on the seasons of Sherlock but the last season of Sherlock there was like a four or like a three or four month delay because geoblocking is stupid and Tumblr was like hey Sherlock 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 and I was like fuck y'all I'm gonna find it and I found it and I was like when it comes back on PBS I'll watch it but I'm not getting spoiled just going about my day like yeah it's not happening. So, um, they can come for me, but I will. I'll find you. You have a particular set of skills? I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I will be watching it. If I'm not watching it mm-hmm. August 27th, I'm watching it, like, August 28th. Actually, yeah. probably now. I'm going to watch it after LeakyCon, because that's just setting myself up for failure. True. Speaking of LeakyCon, there are two weeks to LeakyCon... 2017 in Dublin, Ireland. I can't believe it. 15 days and we will be, we actually, it's not technically in Dublin, which I just found out, which is good to know because. Oh, really? I had no idea. It's like south of Dublin. Yeah. See, right. Because I was talking to someone, they're like, I was going to go do this thing, but I have to figure out where to leave my bags because I don't want to like go all the way to the hotel and then go back to Dublin. And I was like, what do you mean go back to Dublin? It's called it's like Con Dublin. But it's like a suburb of Dublin, so I think it's like mm. twenty or something minutes away or something like that. But um, that makes sense, actually. I was like, this reminds me that I should figure out how I'm gonna get around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what that looks like. That. But that makes sense. That's kind of like Wizard World Con um, in Chicago. Isn't actually in Chicago. Like it's it's like. It's a little bit north of Chicago. Like, it's pretty close. But... Is it in Schomburg? No. No. But yeah. Okay. Also, we are officially with this chapter halfway through the series. What? Guys. But also, we were like, this is book five. I know. We're only halfway through. <laughs> but there's only seven a lot books. Of fucking chapters. Yeah, right. But a lot of, she was like. Most of the chapters are. She was like, oh, let me give you these cute little books. And then, <laughs> boom. Yeah. Um, yeah. Portia's trying That's to stop by funny. a Dublin bookstore. And guess what? I'm coming. I volunteer as tribute. I'm in. I don't think you have to volunteer. I think, you know, we just hop in the same cab and we'll be good. Well, I'm just letting y'all know. I used to read these books they're like the fire books like dream fire oh fever books like dream fever and blah 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 fever and they're about the fae because in case y'all didn't know because apparently I don't talk about it enough I really like books about you don't talk about it at all if you want to go back for 103 episodes (laughs) never mentioned it well it's fine keep going um and it's set in Dublin 
Um, I do like the fairy. I like books about fairies. Um, not like fairies like Tinkerbell, but like the like scary kind. Um, and it's set in Dublin, and she works at this like old bookstore, and her um, boss slash potential love interest slash guy who is like a thousand years old and possibly a fairy um they're like figuring out this like big thing and she's like a demon i don't know it's really good but like so i i'm really excited point of story i'm really excited to go to dublin and just go look for a bookstore that looks like the bookstore that is set like the set of these books that i like devoured and I'm actually thinking about actually going back and rereading them, even though I don't have time and I have about a thousand other books on my to-read shelf, but just to get me in like the Dublin state of mind. And I'm going to be like pointing out fairies to you guys, so be be excited. They look normal, but they're not normal. And you can't you can't ask them like for things because never ask a favor of a fairy. Never. And they can't lie, but they don't tell the truth. Also dead drops. Things that are happening in Dublin. <laughs> that was a transition. Yeah. I know. I was not used to it. See that one coming. I'm okay. I'm um, surprised so we that should you're not keep used going. To it. <laughs> we should keep going. Um, we have some new Patroni. Oh my gosh, I have a very cute story about this. So shout out to Lily Bossia and Bridget Jordan for becoming our latest patrons thank you you the best thank you we appreciate Um, you another one you loyal (laughs) you smart you important you important might not be a part of that that's i think that's the help but anyway thank you very much for for all so if the name bridget jordan seems like hmm that seems familiar that's because that's my mother aka aka auntie bridget um who called me today and i was like Oh, mommy! Thank you for becoming a patron. She's like, "Oh, how'd you know?" And I was like, uh, "She's like, oh, did they tell you?" Like, yeah, mommy. Like, you're giving us money now. I think they let us know. <laughs> and then she goes, "I was gonna do the ten dollar one, but then I was reading them all, and you have a category that says mom." And I was like, "Well, she made a special category for me." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, the only..." people that are in that category are our mothers so it fits yeah i was gonna say the <laughs> irony is that actually my mom is the other one who's <laughs> on that level shout out to family support i know <laughs> she was like the way she i was i wanted to be like well you don't have to do the mom it was just a funny little right. thing but then i was like but i'm not gonna take 15 dollars out of, a month out of our mouths um nope. even though i probably do because she's gonna be like I'm going to be like, mommy, can I have some money? She's like, take it out to Patreon. <laughs> I, can see, I, can already, I can already hear those conversations coming up. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to, <laughs> to our new patrons. Um, Lily, you the best. Il Duce, you stay the best. That's it. Oh, um, Magical Birthdays. We didn't shout these out last week and they're not I don't know they're kind of muggles but they're 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 magical adjacent shout out to our cousins Steven and Adrian happy birthday oh yeah happy belated um and that's it I love how we shout out our family birthdays and none of them listen to this podcast but you know they're still I feel like it's just good karma 
And if they did listen to the podcast, I just want them to know. Yeah, I think it's good. And if you have a birthday, dear listener, and you want a birthday shout out, all you got to do is let us know. You know how you can let us know? Um, you could join our Facebook group. You could tweet at us on Twitter, hashtag weather team. You could join our Slack. Or and you if you let us know us. in advance, yeah. Then, or you can email us. You let us know in advance, then we put it in our calendar. So then we get a reminder for next year. You won't even be thinking about getting a birthday shout out from Black Girls Create, but you'll get one because it'll be in our calendar. Right. And Boom. you'll be like, oh, that's sweet. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even expecting. Hey! Sorry. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay, so let's let's get into the chapter, Order of the Phoenix. Um, so previously on Wizard Team, Harry um, had a lot of feelings. And he blew up at his best friends because he was holding on to those feelings for a very long time. So it came out in the form of all cap letters. Um, and then Fred and George came and diffused all the tension with their extendable ears. Jenny said some words. She had a conversation with Harry Potter for once. Um, And Harry kind of finds out a little bit of what's been happening with the Order of the Phoenix, mainly that they are trying to recruit people um, and that they're guarding something. um, And that Snape's in it. I think that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Did you mention the extendable ears? Yes. Okay, I, I blanked out. I was talking about the Faye in the chat, so I wasn't really listening. It's fine. <laughs> um, so let's start. Oh, oh, also, also, um, there's this portrait of Sirius's mom, and oh, this isn't just this is just the portrait. This isn't the actual human being, but the portrait of his mom thinks that um, Sirius is shame of her flesh. Shame of my. F- flesh yeah yeah i was thinking about this afterwards and i'm kind of shocked that she didn't stay behind as a ghost because it feels like all she wants to do is she's real vindictive like she real vindictive (laughs) like she's like oh so i'm just gonna go leave this mortal plane and not have anyone to talk shit to (laughs) i'm gonna find peace right nah (laughs) but i guess if you have a portrait you don't need like a part of you is like imbibed or imbued in there or whatever so yeah. i wonder what it's, it's like to have a portrait similar. of yourself when you're still alive like do you talk to yourself like you know you talk to yourself in the mirror but you would just talk to your mm-hmm. portrait and your portrait could actually like talk back well Ooh. i know like the um i know the headmasters do like they talk to their portraits to make them more like them so that when they die they can actually give like real advice that like is something that they would say like they yeah. teach the portrait how to be more like them or something. That's very Tiny useful. Tiny, wibbly, wobbly. Yeah, I think so. It reminds me of those commercials that are like um, that Watson thing, even though like constant vigilance and what are y'all doing talking to robots? But it's like, oh, this is Dave's replacement. And it's like, that doesn't sound like Dave. And then the robot's like, you're a jerk or whatever. And he's like, okay, that's Dave. Have you heard, seen this? No. It's okay. No, but it sounds terrifying. There's these IBM commercials, and I'm like, why are we doing, why are we making, why are we making it easier for the robot apocalypse? Why? But also. 
That's okay. Um. So that that was also a uh, tangent. Um. But yeah, Amani <laughs> said that it would be too much to have um, his portrait judging him. Like, nah, you look a hot like hot garbage today. Look how you used to look. Damn. <laughs> wow. I would actually. Wow, my self esteem would plunge. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't know, cause like it's a good idea. I don't want a portrait. If your unless portrait is shady, I'm actually like unless I blow shady, up. So you would, if your portrait's clapping at you, then you would be clapping back. So there would just be like but, this equal clap back thing. Yeah, unless I glow up, in which case, it's fine to have a portrait of my past self because I glowed up. But I haven't done that yet, so it's probably not a good time. We'll see. I mean, the problem maybe with it is a, a portrait good time because then in like five years, then I'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, the problem with the portrait thing too is it's kind of like the pensive thing, and then we gotta move on. But like mm-hmm. the overthinking of the overthinking of the overthinking. Like, if I talk to myself in the portrait, myself would be like, I'd be like, okay, I. I think I've got this figured out. And then my, my portrait self would be like, well, have you thought about this? And have you thought about that? And I would never oh, leave the so house. Like, as a way to have, like, to just make your anxiety just heighten? Just, yeah, I would just, I would just pile on anxiety. Because my anxiety, too, is a lot of, like, okay, I said this. That was stupid. They probably think this. Okay, no, that's not going to. And then I try to, like, also control everything. So I'm like, I'm going to do this. And... This is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and I'm going to say this, and then she's going to say that, and I'm going to say this, and she's going to say that. And I, like, try to, like, plot out life, like I'm in control somehow. I don't know. But it doesn't work out. But that's what I do. Or, like, if I go to this thing, this might happen. Okay, I'm prepared for that to happen, but this might happen. Okay, okay, okay. I think I'm prepared for all contingencies. And then my portrait self would be like, "Mm mm-mm, you're forgetting something. It's like the remember all. (laughs) You're forgetting something. But it's not going to tell, tell you what you're forgetting. You forget I would be something. hella mad. And then I, I would, would just be... I would throw the portrait away. But you're forgetting <laughs> something. Okay, what am I forgetting? I don't know. I don't know, but it's something. You figure it out. I'd be so yeah. mad. Okay, let's move on to the actual chapter at hand. Um, so Harry's all confused. He's like, you're my dear old mom. Yeah, said, Harry, said Sirius. We've been trying to get her down for a month, but we think she put a permanent sticking charm on the back of the canvas. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm so surprised she didn't stay behind as a ghost. Like, she is like she she was like permanent sticking charm. She she was like, I heard about this. I heard about this young boy Tom Riddle who's supposed to have like a legendary amount of salt. But let me let me tell you about salt. Let me tell you. Just she grew up on the shores on the on the shore. You know the you know the ones where like it leaves the the salt like the ocean will wash and then it comes mm-hmm. out and it just leaves like pillars of salt. Like that's where she was born. <laughs> like, damn. Like just on the off chance that Sirius would come back to this house, or what though? Because like he hasn't been there. No one's been there and like. 15 years so then like why does no this she is for everyone this is for any and everyone who decides to step in her abode she wants you to remember so, like what and the thing too is that like i mean i guess at this point when she because she's old in this portrait so she got it painted after serious and after regular so she might not 
she thinks that she doesn't really have an heir. You know what I mean? True. Um, but it's so it reminds me of I was watching the doc this documentary about FDR and um, they was talking about like um, FDR's mom who was just like just could not let Eleanor shine. Just was like, this is my, like, they were supposed to move back into her house, you know, and they're like billionaires or whatever, so it's like a huge mansion or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then she bought a house next door, or she made a, like, she she built a house for them as their wedding gift, but, like, she had, but it was on the same property, and she was, like, in one side of the room or whatever, and it was just, like, Eleanor, like, just couldn't flourish. Like, she told Eleanor how to, like, take care of the children. She told Eleanor, like, like it was just, like... Damn. This is still... I still run this. You know what I mean? And that's what I mm-hmm. get. Like, she's like, whoever moves in here needs to know I still run this. From my portrait. Just like Cersei Lannister. <laughs> yes. Exactly. We want to talk about salt. Um, okay. But what's a portrait of your mother doing here, Harry asked. Hasn't anyone told you? This was my parents' house, said Sirius. But I'm the last black left, so it's mine now. I offered it to Dumbledore for headquarters, about the only useful thing I've been able to do. Um, Harry, who had been expect- who had expected a better welcome, noted how hard and bitter Sirius's voice sounded. Can we just <laughs> also, just real quick, like... How do you, how are you so much like a person that you have not known very long? Like, yeah. That was so hairy. Because that's what, <laughs> it, it was so hairy and so serious. Because, like, him, like, Harry recognizes that serious is super salty, but is also like, damn, I couldn't even get a hug. Like, right. no welcome at all. Like, okay, fine, we'll just move on to you. But literally, that's what you just did, fam. <laughs> you walked in, like... Okay, so tell me everything. Why y'all don't trust me to be able to do nothing? Blah, blah, blah. And then Sirius does the same thing. And you're just like, okay, but why are you tripping? <laughs> it's quite hilarious. The irony. Yeah. Um, but also, like, in, in all seriousness, like, Sirius is in a very similar position because he's kind of... Well, yeah, the same. He's been locked up in his childhood home um in a place where like memories aren't all that great um and he can't leave and he's been forced to stay and he can't do like he he knows he can do something useful but no one's letting him do anything useful like it's pretty much the same thing that harry's been going through except there happen to be like witches and wizards walking around and he actually gets to like know information but i don't know that that necessarily helps if you know everything that's going on but you can't actually like contribute in the way that you would want to you know? Yeah. I mean, it is a very similar situation. Um, but I do feel like with Sirius, he's able, he should be able to help more. Like, like I feel like he'd be a really good messenger. He can still move about as, a, as Padfoot, but he's not allowed to by Dumbledore which is different than Harry's like like no you literally are like a child and the target of everything so you should stay put you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I mean like, so like they could have done more that... to like alleviate Sirius's feeling of like uselessness like he's been on the yeah. run for two years now like 
and hasn't been caught. So it seems like he'd be able to go on missions and do some things. Like, he can't keep watch at the ministry, sure. But, like, Hagrid's often, like, like, go gallivant with the giants. Remus is talking to the werewolves. Like, Sirius could do something like, you know. Yeah, but I think so one of the things is that... um, so one of the so really quickly, Amani says that they're both in the same position. Dumbledore has imprisoned them in the place they hate most, and both feel infantilized and trapped for the greater good. Um, uh. That part's in, the last part's in quotes because, of course. Um, but the other thing I was gonna say is that um, there it's not really explained. Um, other than that, it just is what it is. But so I think one of the things is that so you would think that that. Sirius would be able to like go walk around in snuffles um but then in a in a couple chapters like you know um further on when he does do that when they go to King's Cross then he's recognized by um the Malfoys which I don't know how that happened yeah but it happened because like no one knew that they were anime um about the Marauders being anime guy until prisoner of azkaban but malfoy wasn't one of those people so the only way that this would be possible is that snape told them or wormtail maybe wormtail oh yeah i forgot about wormtail but it's also just like and he was also just it was a weird like oh you got a dog all of a sudden like i didn't take it as they knew it was serious but no they did they no, know. they did. They knew they it was serious. Okay, maybe Wormtail. Yeah. I always forget about Wormtail because, you know, it's Wormtail. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, so it's Wormtail. Either yeah. way, yeah, I mean, he's got to stay put. I feel like there there are ways, though, that he could do something, and I just feel like Dumbledore doesn't want to risk it. Um, I mean, Sirius is also really... Um, Right, you know, he's a Gryffindor, so, and we'll see what that. Don't say reckless. Say impulsive. What? They're different things. He's reckless and impulsive. But impulsive has a better connotation, and I just feel like. But they're two be... different things. I but I. But he's I don't both. Want you to speak ill of serious. So please don't. But he's both. It's I'm gonna pull it. I mean, not to. Don't false. say that. Sorry, I'm not backing down on that. He's both. Anyway, um, so they go down to the basement kitchen, which is scarcely less gloomy than the hall above. Um, a cavernous room with rough stone walls. Most of the light was coming from a large fire at the far end of the room. Um, a hazy pipe, a haze of pipe smoke hung in the air like battle fumes, um, through which loomed the menacing shapes of heavy iron pots and pans dangling from the ceiling. Um, Many chairs had been crammed into the room for the meeting, and there was a large wooden table littered with rolls of parchment, goblets, empty wine bottles, and a heap of what appeared to be rags. Mr. Weasley and Bill were talking quietly with their heads together at the end of the table. So is the pipe smoke, like, from the... It's Mundungus. Oh, that's gross. Like, I know no. it's the 90s or whatever, but y'all smoking inside. And I guess it's cold. Well, but you you'll see. Inside? The only reason it's I know it's gross. Mundungus. Yeah. No, no, no. The reason I know it's Mundungus is because Molly mentions it in the next page. Yeah. She's like, fam, what are you doing? There are yeah. children in this house. 
And I just cooked. Um, Ugh. Or, yeah, Ugh. I'm just like, in the kitchen, fam? Right. Just secondhand smoke? I bet you wizards... Do wizards get... Never mind. Do wizards get they probably cancer? do. Probably but they, maybe, maybe they, have they probably do, cancer. but they can magic it away. They, pro- they probably I do, mean, which is kind of fucked up. That would be super fucked up. No, I would like to think that they... Because in a weird way, um, Dumbledore kind of dies of cancer. Like, it's a curse, but you know what I mean? It's like that kind of... Yeah, no, yeah, I do remember, like, and I don't have, obviously, I don't have it up right now. I could look it up in a second, but um, they don't have, um, like, they don't get the same illnesses. Hold up. I'm going to pull it up because it's like a very Is that specific. because they have different, like, their nature is different? Or, because then that, like, goes into the fact that, like, wizards are kind of a different species. Or like evolve yeah, differently. So, so what? Um, so what? Joe decided. I'm reading this from Pottermore, and the title of the like article is "Illness and Disability." Um, so she says that broadly speaking, wizards have the power to correct or override mundane nature, but not magical nature. Therefore, a wizard could catch anything a muggle might catch, but he would cure all of it. Um, he could also comfortably survive a scorpion sting that might kill a muggle, um, which is interesting but he might die if he was bitten by a venomous tentacula um similarly bones broken in non-magical accidents such as falls or fist fights can be mended by magic um, but the consequences consequences of curses or backfiring magic can be serious permanent or life-threatening um which is why harry had to grow his bones back because he broke his wrists like falling basically or getting uh-huh. hit by the thing yeah and that's why madame pomfrey was like broken bones i could mend no problem but like growing bones back is a whole right or like um or like mad eye um the reason he couldn't like grow those bones or those like appendages back are because they were cursed off versus like he didn't just like they didn't get like cut off or something um so like rachel in orphan black if her eye had gotten uh stabbed with like magic she would have been able to heal it but since she got stabbed with a pencil it's bad so i mean also so wait is that is that the opposite then like if a muggle got bit by oh wait sorry i messed that up i messed that up if she was a wizard and had gotten hit with the with the pencil she would have been fine but since she but if she got hit with like a curse then she wouldn't have been fine but she's a muggle so it doesn't either way she's fucked Okay, yeah. So muggles yeah. are doubly fucked because they die yeah. from a scorpion bite and from a tentacula bite. I can't say that word. Yep. No, venomous tentacula. Venomous tentacula. Yeah. yeah. That sucks, I would think man. of it as a... Right? So if you get cancer as a muggle, magical. you're probably just... Your body is just able to kind of... You mean as a wizard? Magically deal if you yeah, still have cancer like fight it off. so i don't think it's like yeah it i don't think it's like, like a cure cure yeah probably like kira and how kira or heals wizards... faster yes because she is a wizard for sure she is a wizard rachel is a muggle orange and purple are wizards as well 
Yeah. Okay. They are. Sorry. This is All not right. Moving on. Um, but but it is. We're cousins and we're black. Okay. Um, I really tried to point, but I don't have any. Never mind. It's fine. Um, it's also a podcast. So. True. True. No one can see me. Um, so Mrs. Weasley clears her throat, and uh, Mr. Weasley looks up. Harry, he says, hurrying forward to greet him and shaking his hand vigorously. Good to see you. Over his shoulder, Harry saw Bill um, hastily rolling up the lengths of parchment left on the table. Jerry, all right, Harry? Bill called. Mad I didn't make you come via Greenland then? He tried, said Tonks, um, striding over to help Bill and immediately sending a a candle toppling onto the last piece of parchment. Oh, no, sorry. Man, this clumsiness. I have a thing about this, and it's, it's a, I don't know. Because I'm really thinking about Twilight right now. I really am trying not to. But also Fifty Shades of Grey, which I read just because I hate myself. But also that's... uh, Yeah, I was going to say. So that makes more sense. But there's another one, too. Like, I feel like... Is that a trope of, like, the clumsy, like, lovable but clumsy girl? Or does that make you quirky? Or I don't know what that is, but, like, I don't like clumsy women in books. It's definitely a trope. But I, yeah, no, because it's definitely a trope. Like, you know, I'm clumsy as fuck. I have, sometimes my balance, it just disappears. I don't know what happens. Girl. All of a sudden, I'm wobbly. I'm like, how the fuck this Let happened? me tell you I how I high. almost broke my face today. All the times. Coming off BART. <laughs> but I did some. So, like, I have wide hips, and I've had wide hips since I was in, like, eighth grade. Why do I always run into shit? Just, like, the corner of shit, like, hits the, and I'm like, but I under, like, is it not, do I not have, like, it's not depth perception, but, like, width perception? You know, something where, like, I literally just, like, run into things, but I know how, like, why my body is, but I still run into it. The number of times I run into doorways. I think it's, it's depth, I think it's depth perception, because I don't have depth perception either. A very poor depth Because I'll perception. see shit coming and still run into it. Yeah. I swear I will. It's a it's problem. Step- but as a, a trope, it's boring and not interesting. Right, like in life, it's just, I'm just the girl with bruises in my like ugly ass legs because I'm cut up all the time. But in like books, it's like, oh, sorry. I don't know. It fucking, it bothers me. And like, I like Tonks so much. And I think beyond Luna, I am, I can see my, I can see a lot of my, me and Tonks, Mm -hmm. except like my clumsiness is not. It's just, it's a hindrance. It's not whatever. And I also kind of grew out of it. And there's like a thing too where now it's like, if I run into something, I'm just like, ugh. Like, I'm not like, oh, <laughs> And like, right, like exactly. I said, like, I'm always like I almost broke really? my face getting off of Bart, but I like, you know, I like made it work. I made it happen. And like, <laughs> she's like, split, like, splailed, splailed flailing and sprawled out when she trips over an umbrella stand and it's like you're not five like you could like that was the one thing about the like what was it the the in the movie um where she trips over the thing but she just stumbles right like of course all hell doesn't break loose which like makes it on the one hand with that scene it's like all hell should have broken loose because I want to see Wahlberg screaming bloody murder. But on the other hand, that's usually what happens is you just like trip and you're like, oh, fuck, whoops. You right. don't always just like fall face flat. It happens sometimes, but it's not. Or like, she could have like, f- 
fallen and caught her balance, like caught herself on Wahlberg's picture and then opened the thing up. Like that to me just seems much more realistic. Like, I just don't think, I think like once you're past Aminata's age, like you're not falling out like that, no matter how clumsy you are. And so I'm annoyed. Yeah. But yes. I also really love the um, the solidarity in the chat as Ariana and Portia also suffer from poor depth perception and a lack of spatial awareness. Um, Portia says Great. she turns corners too sharply and runs into walls. That, if that is not my whole life. Yeah, I do that too. I Mostly for me, it's tables. So like at my mom's house, she has this counter that's right outside of my, I mean, it's still my room. She talked about she was going to give it to Ami, but that hasn't happened yet. So outside of my room. Um, and it's like you have to turn to the corner to get to the bathroom. But every time I like turn a little too soon and I run into that corner. Um, and then also at my dad's house um, in the bed that I used to have, it has like a low, like on the foot of the bed, like the bed frame is low and it has these little things that kind of like jut out. Um, and I don't know why it does that, but back in high school, I used to like run into it and I would like fuck up my knee because I would like, cause it was like really low. So I would like run yeah. into it all the time. Cause I didn't see it. Yeah. It was the worst. What's really funny is now thinking about it is when Brandon came to visit and we were walking, we would bump into each other all the time. And I didn't know, <laughs> like mostly it was me, but then sometimes it was him. So maybe it's like. A family thing. Maybe I don't know. But, like, yeah. I can't walk straight to save my life. I just, I veer. I veer left. Just on a, I don't know. Um, oh, my gosh. This is such a Harry Potter story. And then we got to move on. Ariana says she almost knocked herself out at the reptile house at the Bronx Zoo. But she destroyed her glasses. And I just thought of Harry Potter. And That's super Harry. The snake house. The reptile house. And the glass. Yep. Um... But seriously, okay. I like talks a lot, but this whole like knock, and I mean, I have knocked candles over. I actually burnt myself on a candle reaching for salsa. Um, that was a thing that happened. Spatial awareness, you know. I don't know why there are <laughs> candles on tables. It's just asking for trouble. But like, this is the second time in a chapter, and I'm just annoyed by it. Okay. True. Here, dear, said Mrs. Weasley, sounding exasperated, and she repaired the parchment with a wave of her wand. In the flash of light caused by Mrs. Weasley char- Miss, mm, Mrs. Weasley's charm, Harry caught a glimpse of what looked like the plan of a building. Mrs. Weasley had seen him looking. She snatched it off the table and stuffed it into Bill's heavily laden arms. This sort of thing ought to be cleared away promptly at the end of meeting, she snapped. Bill took out his wand, muttered Ivanesco, and the scrolls vanished. This is the other thing is I feel like I understand that Molly's trying to protect the kids from their own curiosity and stuff, but it's one of those things where like when you react like that, then they're like, oh, I got to know. You know what I mean? Like, right. Um, I don't know. I'm talking about Ami so much because she's my only friend, guys. She's the only person I hang out with. But like there's this thing where when she falls, you have to like I had to like train myself, you know, I mean, it's probably with all kids. You just are like, oh, okay. Because if you react, then she reacts even more, you know? Mm -hmm. It's another thing with, like, we have this running joke about um, chicken butt. 
and I like laugh like it's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. And then I get myself into trouble because I'll do it once and it's cute. But then she like keeps doing it because she wants that. You know what I mean? And so it's like you have to learn how to like chill. And if you act like it's not a big deal, then they wouldn't think of it as a big deal. But because you're trying so hard to like hide everything from them, it and you know Harry B. Nosen. So if, you, if you're, like, making a big deal about the stuff that Harry would naturally try to be nosing about, then he definitely going to be nosing. So That's chill, true. Molly. But guess what? But guess what? What? Chicken butt. Chicken butt. <laughs> 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 she said chicken butt. <laughs> I thought she was going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's it's so, it amuses me. That's why I say it. Every time I see Ami... <laughs> it's a thing the other day she was like guess what and I was like what and she's like I love you and I was like how dare you how dare you go make me feel shut up Connie thought I should have told her (laughs) she would have been so confused (laughs) you know I did that too that's what I was doing last time I was there oh except then I would say except then I would say so I'd be like guess what she said wow I was like I love you she'd be like I love you too and I'd be like and also chicken butt (laughs) she would fall out laughing it was great it was great. I Like, those jokes are not funny when you're, like, with a... They're never funny until you're with kids. Oh, yeah. They're they're hilarious. They're hilarious. Okay. Face. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sit down, Harry, said Sirius. You've met Mundungus, haven't you? Um, also, real quick, Ev- Evanesco, the vanishing charm. I would just like that, you know, to clear dishes, to clear... The pile of Listen. clothes in my suitcase right now that I haven't unpacked to just like clean my like it seems so much more efficient than mopping sweeping. Listen, I did my hair, but where does it ago, go? And then I redid it again this week. Oh God! So you and just have to sweep all that hair up. So my floor is just like full of like little tumbleweeds of like hair, and it's freaking frustrating. You think you got it all, and then you really didn't. Um. I randomly washed my hair, and it was one of those things where I was like, I, wa- I got out of the shower, and I was like, Brandon, you know I'm, like, really good at making good decisions all the time? Because <laughs> you were about to leave. I was like, I gotta get in the shower. And then I was like, oh, wow. Because uh, I'm really good at making good decisions all the time. I'm, like, the best at decisions. Anyway, I just say You guys are always say... like, Robin, stop making great decisions. You're just so tired of all the good decisions I make. Um, you say yeah, all of that to that say. That sounds about right. So all that to say that, like, I don't know where these things go. Yes, where I do they go? with it, I don't know. Because who's going to gonna need with, those with... plans again? And what's well, the, they can, they, it's the a conjuring charm. charm? It's the conjuring charm. I don't know what the, I can't remember what the incantation is. Um, but I don't know. That's not conjuring. That's uh, summoning. So that's something that's like. Not yeah. Conjuring is like you pull it out of thin air. So you know, maybe it just exists in this ether. I don't need it. Maybe everyone has their own room of requirement. And it's like maybe in some you, kind of like dimension of like Like space the second and time dimension and like that is like belongs to Bion it's like Bayana's room of requirement in the in the alternate dimension. And it's just all my socks that got eaten up by washing machines. That's not yeah. fun. Is interesting. So there's a the, wizard in all of our washing machines, y'all. So, That's what happened. Um, Sherlock has this thing about his mind palace, and he like goes and he like sorts things in his mind. And I always think of it as like a library. 
Mm -hmm. his mind library. And I really wish, I tried to, like, train myself to do that, like, store thoughts in, like, like, a bookshelf of my brain, but I can't remember shit. Um, But, like, having your, like, stuff palace... Yeah. Oh. Send things away when you don't know. Ariana's all practical. They're attic. That's probably where that is probably, probably where it goes. Or like Bill's house. Like he doesn't live at number he doesn't live at Grandma Place. I know. Where is he living? He's probably living in the or city like too. The borough. Yeah. And maybe he's, he's maybe he moved back to the borough, but he's, he's living Gringotts, right? So No, he's at That's a uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at Gringotts. I forgot. So yeah, so he's at the like, he's he could be like standably he's holding or something. I don't know. Anyway, he sent it somewhere secure because he couldn't have just like left it all out all willy nilly right. anywhere. Anyway, um, sit down, Harry said Sirius. You've met Mundungus, haven't you? Um, the thing Harry had taken to be a pile of rags gave a prolonged grunting snore and then jerked awake. Someone say me name, Mundungus mumbled sleepily. I agree with Sirius. Why um, is he there? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I have Mundungus feelings. It's a good. It's a good question. Um, the meeting's over, Dung said. Serious. Harry's arrived. Um, blimey, so he has. Yeah, you all right, Harry? Yeah, said Harry. Mundungus um, f- fumbled nervously in his pockets and pulled out a grimy black pipe. He stuck it in his mouth, igniting it with the end of his wand. Um, oh, you apology, he said. For the last time, Mundungus, will you not smoke, or will you please not smoke that thing in the kitchen, especially when we're about to eat? Ah, said Mundungus. Right. Sorry, Molly. The cloud of smoke vanished um, as Mundungus put his pipe back, but an acrid smell of burning socks lingered. What is he smoking? It sounds delightful. Ugh. Burning socks, probably. Ugh. All the socks that get the, that disappeared in our washing <laughs> machines. Mundungus took them so he could smoke. That's them. what Mundungus is smoking. Yep. Yep. Um, Rude. I'm so mad at Amani. We're gonna move on. We're not, we're not, we're in a fight. Um, so. Um, and if you want what, to eat dinner before midnight, I'll need a hand, said Mrs. Weasley. No, you can stay where you are, Harry, dear. You've had a long journey. What can I do, Molly, said Tonks ex- enthusiastically. Um, Mrs. Weasley hesitated, looking apprehensive. No, it's all right, Tonks. You've, you have a rest too. You've done enough today. No, no, I want to help, said Tonks. Brightly knocking over a chair as she hurried toward the dresser from which Jenny was collecting cutlery. Seriously, um, um, this is sorry. what happens like when I'm with my family and I'm like, I'll drive, and they're all like, nah. Like they'll be arguing who's gonna drive, who's <laughs> gonna drive, and I'll be like, I'll do it, and they're like, so who's gonna drive? I'm like, I just said, wow. I'll drive, and they're just collectively like, so that's not an option because um, we want to live. Um, wow. I know, oh, wow. and I'm not even that bad. Of, actually, I'm really excited to drive now that I've been diagnosed with ADD because, like, I have meds now. Because the biggest problem was, like, I hated driving because I would just get bored and distracted. Mm. Now I can focus. Maybe. We'll see. Um, so, as soon a series of heavy knives were chopping meat and vegetables on their own accord, when you go to the studio tour, you can actually, like chop vegetables in the burrow's yeah. house things pretty lit by just like waving your hand over it because magic mm-hmm. um uh while mr weasley stirred a cauldron dangling over the fire and the others took out plates more goblets and food from the pantry 
Harry's left at the table with Sirius and Mundungus, who was still blinking mournfully at him. See no figgy since? No, said Harry. I haven't seen anyone. See, wouldn't have left, but I had a business opportunity. Um, Harry felt something brushed against his knees and startled, but started, but it was only Crookshanks. Um, Sirius scratched him absentmindedly behind the ears as he turned, still grim face to Harry. So, Crookshanks and Sirius still, they homies to this day. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Remember, That's the only reason I could be okay with Hermione being here before Harry is, because Crookshanks and Sirius are homies. Right. She can be like, look, mom, Crookshanks has a play date. <laughs> with my best friend's godfather <laughs> right but we all know Crookshank's gonna be like alright Hermione you go home I'm gonna go chill with my homie Sirius and I'll catch up with you in a bit True, um, Crookshanks, would just Crookshanks don't need you uh, um, how to get summer so far no it's been lousy said Harry don't know what you're complaining about myself um, Wait, for the first time, something like a grin flitted across Sirius's face because he has no chill. That's the first time he smiled since Harry got there. Don't say it like that. A he grin flitted across you? his face because he is playful and mischievous. No. Personally, no. I'd have welcomed a Dementor attack. A deadly struggle for my soul would have broken the monotony like nicely. You think you've had it bad. At least you've been able to get out and about, stretch your legs, and get into a few fights. I've been stuck inside for a month. Robin, what? you're going to tell me that he doesn't have, that he has chill, not to say that, when he literally said a, de- a deadly struggle for my soul would have broken the monotony nicely. What comes first, nature or nurture? No. What does that have to do with anything? Because... It's Harry, and he knows, and so he's just like saying the things that Harry. Harry don't got no chill either. <laughs> Harry doesn't have any chill. You but didn't serious, answer the question. Sirius is very intentional with his words. Like he's saying this in this mm-hmm. manner to like bring because Harry, he has no chill. No, to give Harry some levity and some perspectives. Like you think you've been. You think you've had it bad, but you've been able to go outside and appreciate the beauty that is nature. And you've been able to partake in um, in, in you, interactions, pe- human interactions. And yes, they may not have always been pleasant, but interactions in general, pleasant or not, are important because we are social beings. And he is just giving Harry some perspective on life as a good godfather would and parental figure. That just sounded like a lot of words that you said and you just strung them together and... Well, not okay. take serious slander. How come, asked Harry, frowning... Because the Ministry of Magic still after me, and Voldemort will know all about me being an Animagus by now, Wormtail would have told him. So my big disguise is useless. There's not much I can do for the Order of the Phoenix, or so Dumbledore feels. There was something in the slightly flattened tone um, of voice in which Sirius uttered Dumbledore's name that told Harry that Sirius was not very happy with the Headmaster either. Harry felt a sudden upsurge of affection for his godfather. See? At least you've known what's... Hmm. At least you've known what's been going on, he said bracingly. 
Oh yeah, said Sirius, listening to Snape's reports, having to take all his snide hints about how he's risking his life while I'm on my backside having a nice comfortable time asking me how the cleaning's going. What cleaning, said Harry. Um, you didn't, didn't you just talk to Ron and, and Hermione? She, he about? wasn't listening. He was pissed. He didn't hear none of that. But he asked that question specifically. Like, what have y'all been doing if not living it up? And and he didn't hear it. She said. She started up. talking. And because he, I think that. And he started being like, oh, mm-hmm. Sure. I mean. Hermione's talking. Do they ever listen to Hermione when she talks? Because if they did, they wouldn't be in half the trouble that they usually get in. True. True. She was also interrupted by Fred and George, but she got a pretty good way. She got a pretty, like, good amount in there. Yeah. She said a lot, even though she was, uh... Ariana reminds me that Harry was in a red haze of fury. Which but is this was after he had calmed down a little bit. That's true, um, but it was after he'd calmed down a bit. Yeah. Um, Whatever. So, um, trying to make this place fit for human habitation, said Sirius. No one's lived here for ten years, not since my dear mother died. Unless you count her old house elf, and he's gone round the twist, hasn't cleaned anything in ages. Sirius, said Mundungus, um, who was not paying any attention at all to the conversation, um, and instead was examining an empty goblet. That's solid silver, mate? Yes, said Sirius. Finest 15th century goblin wrought silver embossed with the black family crest. That come off though, muttered Mundungus, polishing it with his cuff. Why is he like there? There's really no reason. Who invited him to dinner? Especially after we did to Harry. Right. There's no reason for him. Like he shouldn't be Mm -hmm. in the order and he definitely shouldn't be hanging out for dinner afterwards. No. Like I know that when you are in a war or whatever, or like I forget whatever the saying is, sometimes you gotta like get your hands dirty to get down in the mud or whatever that saying is. And you got to go to the mattresses, you know, that everyone's going to the mattresses and you got to like, you know, deal with people like one dungus in a time like this, but that does not mean that they need to be around for dinner. Sure. Amani said Dumbledore did it, but he didn't invite him to dinner. Like, yeah, he put him in the order. That's the problem. But also just like, why is he at dinner? Specifically. Yes. I guess Molly was trying to be polite or something, but really there's no reason for that. Yeah. He had your, your as good as son out like shit out of luck. If he didn't have his wand on him at all times and didn't know how to defeat Dementors, my dude wouldn't have had a soul. Not a damn. Mm. This series would have been over. Yeah. We would be done. It's a wrap. It wouldn't be halfway through the series. We would have been done. It's a burrito, as my brother likes to say. Um, I did hear him say that. Okay. Um, Fred, George, no, just carry them, Mrs. Weasley shrieked. Harry, Sirius, and Mundungus looked around and for a split, and a split second later, dived away from the table. Fred and George had bewitched a large cauldron of stew, an iron flagon of butterbeer, and a heavy wooden breadboard, complete with knife, to hurtle through the air toward them. The stew skidded the length of the table and came to a halt just before the end, leaving a long black burn on the wooden surface. The flagon of butterbeer fell with a crash, spilling its contents everywhere, and the bread knife slipped off the board and landed point down and quivered ominously exactly where Sirius's right hand had been seconds before. Um, like, that's exciting and all, but aren't they of age, and don't they know Wingardium Liviosa pretty well? Like, how is all of a sudden they're just, like, incompetent? I think because she yelled at them. 
and broke their concentration. That's real. It's kind of like when you're trying to drive and then your parent is like screaming at you. That's I mean, how like, oh, not your parents ooh. specifically, but like other parents. No, my parents. Not Robin's because um, here's a good um, quick tangent. Well, I was thinking specifically not your dad. But. Yeah, my dad's my dad teaches everyone in our family to drive because um, he's been driving mm-hmm. since he was like thirteen, which is like how, but also okay. Um, my brother, I was in my brother's car because I got I hopped in when I was like thirteen or fourteen, and I wanted to like back out of the garage, and he said all you got to do is go straight back, and I was like cool, and then he noticed that like I actually needed to like move the steering wheel. And he was like, stop! And he, when he said stop, he freaked me out. And I pushed the gas instead of the brake. And I knocked off his windshield. <laughs> or the side mirror. <laughs> and then he got in trouble and I didn't get in trouble because that's how siblings work. Because why did he let me drive? That's his fault. This is like the time I chased him around the house. And then I ran into the sliding glass door. And then he ran after And I shattered <laughs> it. And his, like, he got blood everywhere. Um, and that was his fault and not my fault because why would you chase a, a child in the house? He's the older brother. Y'all, being the baby is lit. It really is. That just sounds like oh, trash. You do dumb stuff and it's your, it's your older sibling's fault because why did you let her do that stupid thing? It's fucked up. I remember all the times like my dad would be yelling at my brother or sister for doing some shit. And I just like happen to be around, and then all of a sudden he'd be like, "And you?" And I'm like, "What about me? I ain't do nothing. I was just minding my business. I was reading a book. Like, what does that have to do with me? Not a damn thing. I am." Because you should have known. Like what the fuck? Should have stopped them. Like they should have just been sitting on the bench reading with me too. You shouldn't have let them do it. I don't it. understand how I got dragged into this mess. Anyway, um, should be looking out for your younger sake, siblings. For heaven's sake, screamed Mrs. Weasley, there was no need. I've had enough of this. Just because you're allowed to to use magic now, you don't have to whip your wands out for every tiny little thing. We were just trying to save a bit of time, said Fred, hurrying forward and riching the bread knife out of the table. Sorry, Sirius, mate. Didn't mean to. Um, Harry and Sirius were both laughing. Mundungus was, sque- was swearing as he got to his feet. Cripshanks had given an angry hiss and shot off under the dresser. Um, from whence his large yellow eyes glowed in the darkness. Kirkshanks is so over it. He's like pissed <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> like, I don't want to see none of y'all though. for the rest of the summer. Like, True. how dare you? Um, <laughs> you know when someone Boys, like, because I'm like said, really jumpy oh. and anxious. And like after someone mm-hmm. like scares me, I'm just like, you did that on purpose. Even if they didn't. Even if they mm-hmm. were like, like ser- sincerely apologetic. I'm like, you know I'm jumpy. Kirkshanks like, you know I'm a goddamn cat. You know I don't like this shit. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, dare you. Hilarious. <laughs> um, um, and here was Mr. Weasley said, your mother, um, kind of. Well, yes, yes and no. She's not wrong at being angry at them, but she's wrong for the comparison. Um, your mother's right, said Mr. Weasley. You're supposed to show a sense of responsibility now you've come of age. None of your brothers caused this. None of your brothers caused this sort of trouble. Mrs. Weasley raged at the twins. Um, Bill didn't feel the need to apparate every few feet. Charlie didn't charm everything he met. Percy, she stopped dead, catching her breath with a frightened look at her husband, whose expression was suddenly wooden. 
Let's eat, said Bill quickly. It looks wonderful, Molly, said Lupin. Um, so there was a few moments of silence as everyone kind of like served their food because they're, you know, like, let's move on from this awkward situation. Awkward. Let's, let's do this. Um, but yeah, that got real. Real fast. You made it so weird. it real goes wrong. <laughs> um, and I just also um, quickly... Molly's comparing the twins to their siblings. Mm-hmm. It reminds me about how um, a little bit of Ron's insecurities about how he, and he says it's like the first book, like all my brothers have done this, all my brother, like, and I'm never going to be able to stand out. And it's like, I wonder how much she does this to all of her children, um, comparing them to each other. And not letting, I mean, you got a bunch of kids, right? But, like, they're not all going to be the same. And, like, (laughs) Ariana said, shame of Molly's flesh. But, like, you have to learn how to talk to and, like, reach your children in the way that works for them and who they are. Mm -hmm. And, like, comparing them to their siblings and stuff, like, that never works out well. No. Just so y'all know. Always a bad move. Always a bad move. And Portia says, does she know her kids? Let them be them. And I think, yeah, you don't, like, what Arthur was saying, right, it's like, if you're, because you're of age, that means that, like, you now have, like, this responsibility, and you should know better, but that has nothing to do with, like, what Bill did, or what Charlie did, or what Percy did. That's just, Mm -hmm. like, you're 18 now, so... And Percy followed all the rules, and he's a goddamn worst. So great. There you go. You don't really want to follow him, so right. Yikes. Um. So yeah, so they kind of get all their stuff together, um, and then Mrs. Weasley turns to Sirius and tells her about, or tells him about something trapped in the writing desk in the drawing room um, that she thinks is a boggart, but is. Um, thinking he's go- she's going to ask Mad-Eye to look at it first before they unleash something dark and dangerous in the house, which is practical and smart. How did, um, like, how did the dark and dangerous things get in the house? Well, like, Boggarts, the don't they, like... They just appear? Don't Boggarts appear? Hold up. You gotta use my handy-dandy Pottermore. <laughs> well, I'm already... I never, like, left it, so... Handy-dandy pull up Pottermore as a part of... You know when we say, like, setting up? Um, I pull up, like, the agenda, and, you know, I should pull up Pottermore Oh, yeah. As well. I should, too, actually. I don't do that often up. enough. Um, so, basically, a bogger is a shape-shifting creature. Oh, we already know that. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No one looks like... Sorry. So, boggarts particularly, like, confined spaces, so that's kind of why it's probably in the, the mm-hmm. um, writing desk. Um... I feel like it was probably, like, looking for a good spate like a good spot and then came across number 12 like it's attracted to yeah but i think but like where do they come from how do they get in the house i mean i guess they can like just that's why that's why i was gonna say i don't like the spirit form of apparition which is like appearing and disappearing I don't know why I thought it just like the bogger just kind of like appears kind of like a manifestation of like fearful energy but I may have made that up no that's to be dementors honest. and not fearful no, 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 energy, no. but dementors 
I'm saying dementors like become like they don't breed. Like, they breed. Through. They do breed. Well, yeah, uh, but I was thinking more of like uh, a bogger that just kind of like. No, oh, maybe not. I just randomly. Yeah, I always thought that, that like dementors why. came from, um, like an an excess of like dark magical energy breeds dementors, but not bad. Mm. Um, oh, oh. Portia says she thinks I'm mixing with poltergeist. That's true. That's, that's what it is. That's yep. It's not Phil for um, It's yeah. You right. Oh, and Ariana says. They're magic dust bunnies, which is hilarious because that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the curtains in there are full of doxies too, said Mrs. Weasley. I thought we might try and tackle them tomorrow. I look forward to it. Serious. Said Sirius. Um, Harry heard the sarcasm in his voice, but wasn't sure if anyone else did. So Sirius is clearly like not about this. And he's already said it, but like still, he's like, really, I'd be in here cleaning my old family home that I don't even want to be in. Like, why couldn't we have the secret? Why couldn't the place be the burrow? He could just hang out in there. He could run around in the fields and, like, chase the gnomes. He would have so much fun, him and Crookshanks. I was just thinking that him and Crookshanks running around chasing the gnomes, denoming the garden. Um, The other thing, though, is that... So, this is something that happens... um, it happens to me a lot. It's like when your space gets really cluttered and gross and whatever, it really is like it's a, it drains your energy as well. Like you have to make sure to kind of keep up a clean space, right? Because like just through living and stuff, if you're not cleaning at a good things clip, appear. Things appear and clutter happens and, you know, you got to sweep and dust happens and stuff. But because Crookshank, or Crookshanks, because Creature is alone and like doesn't have anyone to take care of, then, like, he the, he stops cleaning, he stops, ta- like, taking care of his, like, house, basically, and then that is probably contributing to his, like, they say he's twisted, but he's just lonely. It's mm-hmm. really what it is. Um, and he's depressed. Yep. Poor creature. So, um, opposite Harry, Tonks is entertaining Hermione and Ginny by transforming her nose between mouthfuls. Apparently, this was a regular mealtime entertainment because after a while, Hermione and Ginny started requesting their favorite noses. Do that one like a pig's mouth, Tonks. Um, And Tonks obliged, and for a moment, Harry had the fleeting impression that a female Dudley was grinning at him from across the table. That's um, Which is super rude. Um, Mr. Weasley, Bill, and Lupin were having an intense discussion about goblins. They're not giving anything away yet. I still can't work out whether they believe he's back or not. Of course, they might prefer not to take sides at all. Keep out of it. I'm sure they'd never go over to you-know-who, said Mr. Weasley. They've suffered losses, too. Remember the goblin family he murdered last time? Somewhere near Nottingham? Um, I think it depends what what they're offered, said Lupin, and I'm not talking about gold. If they're offered freedoms, we've been denying them for centuries. They're to be tempted. Have you not had any luck with Ragnarok, Bill? Um, he's feeling pretty anti-wizard at the moment, said Bill. Um, he hasn't stopped raging about the Bagman business. He reckons the ministry did a cover-up. Those goblins never got their goal from him, you know. Um, so, one, they probably shouldn't be talking about, like, Voldemort stuff at the table. And if Molly hears them, yeah. she's going to be pissed as fuck. But also, this is really interesting, and we get to get, like, a kind of a like 
snap, little, like, short little, like, insight into the way that the goblins exist within the wizarding world and, like, kind of the restrictions that they have um, that the wizards have imposed Probably on them. some of the um, foundations of the goblin rebellions of 18-whatever-the-fuck, which I still want to know. Yes. The goblin wars? Yes. But, yeah, um, because... Um, but, like, but, like it, there's this... Oh, I was going to say, like, it's very clear that there's, like, an... In, there's Institutionally, they are, like, kept in a specific place um, and aren't really allowed to live in the same way that wizards are. Like, they're not allowed to Yeah, wands. and I think this they, is... Like, their the... ideas of ownership aren't, like, um, respected in the same way that, um, that witches and wizards are. Like, yeah. Two things. One... Portia, go find Connie. That was unnecessary. Um, she said the first and last time Harry is surrounded by all of these people um, at the same time, which is rude. But um, I. second thing is I think this is the thing that Joe does well um, with the goblins that she fails miserably at with the house elves and maybe because they are not mentioned that much. But like this definitely to me reminds me of, like, the caste system that Britain has and Mm -hmm. is fighting kind of against, which is, you know, definitely a second-class citizenship, and Ariana says goblins are redlined. Um, But this idea of, like, they have certain freedoms, but they don't have, like, equal freedoms as wizards, and that is um, systematized and and institutionalized throughout the wizarding world, but they still have their own, like, you know, it's like, remember that goblin family that was murdered? So they still have their own community as well, mm-hmm. and they've built up a certain amount of power within that, like, societal structure. The idea that Bill says about, like, this, you know, we have, there's this, belief that the goblins only care about money and gold and stuff like that but he's saying like no this is like what they're offered in terms of like equal standing and footing and we I don't know this for sure but I would like to think that after this war some of that changes but I don't know we don't know Mm, I doubt it yeah I kind of doubt it because I mean like um, it was like Harry was, I feel like Harry was, like, um, he, like, met that, you know what I mean? Like, he was confronted with that, but I, like, I don't think he probably didn't go back to it after, but who knows? Yeah. And so he was Gail also was in, like, 18, in the middle of the table. so he wasn't really dealing with the, like, reconstruction. Right. <laughs> also, like, barely, still barely knows anything about, like, that's the first time he was really hearing about it, and, you know what I mean, about that history, which shouldn't have been yeah. the case, because, but... He had Professor Benz, as Amani mentions, um, as a history teacher. So, yeah. So, um, a gale of laughter in the middle of the table drowned out the rest of Bill's words. Fred, George, Ron, and Mundungus were rolling around in their seats. And then choked Mundungus. And then, if you'll believe it, he says to me, he says, Here, Dung, where'd you get all them toads from? Because some son of a bludger's gone and nicked all mine. And I says, Nicked all your toads, Will. What's next? Um, so you'll be wanting more then, and if you'll believe me, lads, the gormless gar- gargoyle buys all his own toads back off me for twice what he paid in the first place. 
I don't think we need to hear any more about your business dealings. Thank you very much, Mundungus, said Mrs. Weasley sharply. Beg pardon, Molly, said Mundungus. But, you know, Will nicked them off Wardy Harris in the first place, so it wasn't, so I really wasn't doing anything wrong. I don't know where um, you learned about right and wrong, works. Mundungus. <laughs> right, sorry. Right. Ahead, <laughs> um, but you seem to have missed a few crucial lessons, said Mrs. Weasley. Um, Fred and George buried their faces in goblets of butterbeer. George was hiccuping. Um, and for some reason, Mrs. Weasley threw a very nasty look at Sirius before getting to her feet to fetch um, a large rhubarb crumble for pudding. Molly doesn't, improve, doesn't approve of, Mun- of Mundungus, said Sirius. How come he's in the order? Harry asked very quietly, asking what we all had a, had a question about because we were yes. all thinking it. Why is he yeah. here? Um, he's useful, Sirius muttered, knows all the crooks. Well, he would, seeing as he's one himself, but he's also very loyal to Dumbledore, who helped him out of a t- tight spot once. It pays to have someone like Dung around. We, he, he hears things we don't. But Molly thinks inviting him to stay for dinner is going too far. She hasn't yep. forgiven him for slipping off duty when he was supposed to be tailing you. Um, so I guess maybe Sirius invited him to dinner? Yeah. I guess it is Sirius' um, house, so I guess Molly can't technically invite people to dinner most of the time. But or still. Can't probably invite people to dinner, but can't say who can't be invited. Can't, that reminds me of the time my right. friend kicked someone out of my parents' house, and we were all shook. Like, did you just kick someone out <laughs> of our house? That's and it took her like a full like six no, hours no, no. to be like, oh my God, I did that thing. And we were like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did. We were all very confused. We were all like, Maybe, uh, was she just like real angry? She got real mad at him because she didn't think, she didn't think he was treating my parents or our house with the proper respect and just let loose. And then he was like, can you take me to the train station? And I was like, why? <laughs> like, Christine says I have to go. And I was like. Uh. <laughs> that mean. is hilarious. Yeah. Um, um, okay. But I also um, think, so yeah. So they. Sorry, I just want to so. real quick. I need this Law and Order moment. There are okay. these things called confidential informants, CIs. You pay them for the information. They're loyal to you. You get them out of a tight spot every once in a while. But they're not a part of your organization. You don't give them a badge and a gun. <laughs> Briscoe and Curtis yeah. would not be doing shit like this. Briscoe and Green would be like, let's go over to Nocturne Alley, talk to my CI real quick. I know a guy who knows a guy. He'll let us know what's going down on the street. And then let's go back and get dinner. Um, Amani yeah. says maybe Sirius invited um, Dunk to dinner to get back at ho- at Molly for running stuff in his house. Um, I mean, except the Sirius really want to clean up Doxies and like Sirius would just leave. That but he shit. still has to help, and she's like, true, putting all of the she's telling like, him what to do. Who's more? That's true, but still, Molly is more um, qualified. She has more experience in this matter. Yes. Yeah, she's way more qualified. Um, okay. And also, if you um, hadn't have gone and so they, been all like, only one will die tonight, you could have had this house for the past 10 years and it wouldn't have gotten in this situation. But I love you. And it's not true. your fault. True. But it's You're just trying to do your best in the world. It's very true. I'm sorry I got harsh on you. Um, anyway, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start again. 
You, you got any more? Okay. You're all good? All right. I just felt like I was really um, hard on him. I don't think... Okay. Anyway, so they eat dessert, which is what I've been trying to say for the past, like, five minutes. Um, they eat all the dessert, and so they're super full. Harry has the itis, low-key. Um, nearly time for bed, I think, said Mrs. Weasley um, on a yawn. Not just yet, Molly said serious. Um, then he turns to Harry. You know I'm surprised at you. I thought the first thing you'd do when you got here was start asking questions about Sirius. I mean, mm, about Voldemort. Um, the atmosphere in the room changed rapidly. Uh, Harry uh, changed with the rapidity Harry associated with the arrival of Dementors. Um, Lupin, who had been about to take a sip of wine, lowered his goblet slowly, looking wary. Lupin's like, oh shit, let me just put this down. It's about to go down. I'm going to have to regulate. Let me just leave my wits about me. Let me keep my wits about Um, me. (laughs) (laughs) Jinx, you owe me a jacket. Exactly. Um, Except I said it first with the... But actually, who knows? Because it's a it could be a hangout flag. Yeah. Anyway, Lupin is ready. <laughs> That's Lupin's, all we need to know. He's rolled up his sleeve. He's, like, he's ready right. to like. I was gonna okay. I was gonna take a little bit more of this wine, but I each guess, of you to your corners. Someone's gotta yeah, be the piece. Like let me stretch here. a little bit Ugh. real quick. Let me get my striped you know, my striped robe. Molly is deceptively limber. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yikes! Okay, um, this is why I, I love did sit Harry indignantly. Okay, I did sit Harry. Also, he's like hella starting shit right now, and I know that's yeah. why I love him. But he's also just he's starting shit. Okay, but no, uh, I no, did sit Harry I actually do very much agree I, with. Sirius. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you just every said- time I start talking. But you just and then I said okay, we're moving on, and you no, said but, yeah. You just so proclaimed something when you said of yeah, me. that meant I was gonna move on. No, I'm saying yes. I like that serious start shit, but also, and I've said this numerous times, I don't like keeping kids in the dark because they're kids, and mm-hmm. I think that they have a right to. I know. agree. I totally agree. Now I just I, think in this particular moment, when everyone's all calm and ready to go to bed. Sirius decides he's gonna start shit. I'm not saying that he's wrong. I'm just saying he's starting shit. Don't start no Both shit. And. Won't be no shit. Inter- Don't start no intersectionality. shit. Intersectionality. Won't be no shit. Which is actually not what that means at all, but I'm whatever. Anyway. I did, said Harry. I asked Ron and Hermione, but they said we're not allowed in the order so. And, you're, and they're quite right, said Mrs. Weasley. You're too young. Um... She was sitting bolt upright in her chair, her fists clenched um, upon its arms. Every trace of drowsiness gone. Since when did someone have to be in the Order of the Phoenix to ask questions, said Sirius. Harry's been trapped in that muggle house for a month. Excuse me. He's got the right to know what's been happening. Hang on, interrupted George. This is, this is why he's starting shit, right? Because the yeah. thing is, is, he could have said, hey, Harry, let me talk to you for a second before you go up to bed. Yes. And then on his own, be like, I'm going to answer all your questions, Harry. What are the things you want to know? Instead, he does it at the dinner table where everyone's there. And George is like, well, wait a minute. Right. How come Harry gets his questions answered, said Fred angrily. We've been trying to get stuff out of you for a month and you haven't told us a single sinking thing. You're too young. You're not in the order. Harry's not even of age. Like, (laughs) just not. 
wasn't the right time. This is the, the um, it's um, not my this fault. is the, I ain't Harry's mama. <laughs> right. I don't know, just cause, just cause Sirius let Harry be doing whatever the fuck. And that's, and that's also what Sirius says, but really like Fred and George at this point are on some like, I ain't got no sleep cause of y'all, y'all not gonna get no sleep, no sleep cause, cause of me. Cause of me. Like, that's where they are right now. Yeah. Like they need they need the pots and pans. They're like, no, Harry can't get no information if we can't get no information. <laughs> like, we're not about to do but this also, right now. Like, the Weasley should have also just been cool because they would have known Harry would have told him anyway. Which is what Ron and Hermione True, that, say, which is like, that's fine, we'll go upstairs, but you know as soon as Harry comes upstairs, we're gonna get all the tea anyway. So let's cut right. out the middleman. Um Exactly. Um it's not my fault you haven't been told what the order is doing, said Sirius calmly. That's your parents' decision. Harry, on the other hand, it's not down to you to decide what's good for Harry, said Mrs. Weasley sharply. You haven't forgotten what Dumbledore said, I suppose. Which bit, Sirius asked politely, but with an air as though readying himself for a fight. The bit of not, about not telling Harry more than he needs to know, said Mrs. Weasley with a heavy emphasis on the last three words. Um, which again is because of Voldemort and like occlumency and really just teach Harry how to block people from his mind, fam. Like I know he's not gonna be good at it regardless, but at least like start now. If you get an early it's start, also, maybe it'll be better. Right. And it's also like a just another jab to who Sirius and Harry are as people, which is like I respect Dumbledore, mm-hmm. but you're not gonna tell me what I need to know and what I don't need to know because I need to know it all. Right. But I think also like Molly is in this moment is also being disrespectful to Sirius in that she's like not trusting that he I mean, you know, he doesn't have a lot of tact, but he he does. He's not all t- all the time responsible. And I guess it's like a similar thing where Harry was like, wow, you person who broke out of a prison to commit a murder <laughs> that you didn't commit, but to commit it anyway, um, telling me not to be reckless and stick my nose in places where it doesn't belong. Really? That's interesting. So I get on the one hand, like Molly is like, fam, like you're not the most responsible responsible person in the world. Um, but on the other hand, Sirius, it's still a little bit disrespectful because Sirius does have Harry's best interests at heart. Right. Um, and when it does get very serious, he does buckle down. Yeah. Um, and I think Sirius, Sirius is also is right. the one like, telling Harry him all goblet of fire, like, Stay out of trouble. Keep, keep your, your nose, nose clean. Down, keep your head down. Like mm-hmm. so, the idea that he's not coming at it. They have different. They have different. They disagree on how to take care of Harry, but they all want to take care of Harry and have his best interest at heart. And so, mm-hmm. to put, or I guess to like put the intent to serious as though his intent is to just start trouble is unfair. And wrong. Well, yeah, and I definitely don't think, yeah, that's definitely and not his intent fuck. at all. He just, I think the, I think, and yeah, I, and I totally agree. I also think, like, in terms of me talking about he's starting drama, um, like, part of that is, like, not necessarily on purpose. I think he just didn't think. He was like, oh, I mean, you know, Harry's about to go to bed. Let me ask him right now. Right. So, like, it's just the little things where he's not totally thinking, like, hmm, maybe I should pull him aside. No. What is that? What no. is, what is, uh, confidentiality and impulsiveness whatever that is yeah and that's fine um i don't intend oh really quickly because this is hilarious ron hermione fred and george's heads turned from Sirius to mrs weasley as though following a tennis rally jenny was kneeling amid a pile of abandoned butterbeer corks watching the conversation with her mouth slightly opened 
Lupin's eyes were fixed on Sirius because they're best friends. And he's like, mm, don't say nothing you're going to regret, homie. Like, I'm going to jump in if I have to, but like, come on, play it. Make it easy for me, please. Um, <laughs> I don't intend to tell him Sirius? more than... Serious? Come on. Just chill real quick. What are you doing? Just, what are you doing, Renault right film? <laughs> he got one of them through, through clenched teeth. Mm-hmm. Um... He, uh, I don't intend to tell him more than he needs to know, Molly said Sirius. But as he was the one who saw Voldemort come back, he has more right than most to. He's not a member of the Order of the Phoenix, said Mrs. Weasley. He's only 15 in, and he's dealt with as much as most in the Order, said Sirius, and more than some. No one's denying what he's done, said Mrs. Weasley, but he's still, he's not a child, said Sirius impatiently. Um... And so, before we get into Molly hitting below the belt and everything, um, there is, like, part... I, I, I get where Molly's coming from, right? Because, like, a month... She just came from, a month ago, seeing Harry come back out of the maze and being, like, completely traumatized and, like, not really knowing what to do with, like, all of the, that he had just experienced. Um, and then, like, it, him breaking down in front of her specifically um, at in the hospital wing so she's seen him when he was like fully broken down and I think for her she's just like worried that he'll get back to that place if he knows too much which is wrong but it's not like she's not coming from a good place right like she's not thinking like he's this kid and doesn't know any better and like really shouldn't know anything and doesn't have anything to do with it she's really just trying to protect him yeah, and that's where I said it's it's a matter, it's a difference of opinion and how you do that, right? Because I also come from a family of like, you don't need to know everything. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is stay out of grown folks' business, and it's not because, um, and it's not stay out of grown folks' business so much as it's like protecting your youth and your innocence, and like this is like you only have so much time to be carefree, right? Mm-hmm. And like we don't need to put the weight of the world on your shoulders. The difference, and this is why I think Molly is wrong here, is that this all centers around, not or doesn't center around Like, the weight of the world is already on his shoulders. On his shoulders, right. He is in the center of this in a way that you cannot get around. And so, Mm -hmm. and he knows it, right? Like, Voldemort did not do some super elaborate, like, year-long plan to get Fred or George into a cemetery, right? Like, right. You know what I mean? Or like just any kid. It wasn't like, like you mm-hmm. could, cause they were saying like, you could just take, can't you just use anyone? And he's like, no, it's gotta be Harry. Right. And Harry heard all of that. Right. Like and he could have pulled, adro- pulled an adult off the street. Right. Like literally anyone. Could have used Bertha Jorkins and we wouldn't have had him to do all of this. Right. And, and Harry knows mm-hmm. all of that and heard out of Voldemort's own mouth, like, it's it's always come down, it's going to come down to me and you, it had to be this way, as he was crip walking all over his daddy's grave, and villains playing, you know, and so, mm-hmm. there is this, like, and she doesn't know all of that, but I think she does, because I think he, like, had to, like, download everything, and she was in the room when he was telling Dumbledore, and then he told, because I feel like he said he's told the story twice. Yeah, he didn't tell the story to Molly. I think Dumbledore okay. told her the story. Oh, and, um, and um, he told the Mad story to yeah, he told it to Barty Crouch Jr. and then he told it to Dumbledore and Sirius. Yeah, but obviously, and then Dumbledore like eventually, and Sirius to Ryan Hermione, have probably that was told like much later the order, 
right? Like, I feel like they probably yeah, broke it down course. and, like, you know. So, but so she does know But I think also, and, like, and I think Molly also doesn't think about the fact that Sirius also saw Harry in that moment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe not when he broke down, but, like, he did see, like, he had to watch Harry recount what had happened to him. Um, yeah. So, again, um, it's Portia, just, a, lot, a lot of it is about, a lot of it is about, um, like, they have a, they have they have the same intentions, but it's just like the way to get there. Their means are different. Yeah. Um, I want to so, move on before you read Porsches because it has more to do with what we haven't read yet. Okay. If that makes sense, yeah. Um, so he's not a child," said Sirius impatiently. "He's not an adult either," said Mrs. Weasley, the color rising in her cheeks. "He's not James Sirius. I'm perfectly clear who he is." Thanks, Molly," said Sirius. I'm not sure you are. Sometimes the way you talk about him, it's as though you think you've got your best friend back. What's wrong with that? Said Harry, because he's 15. And yeah, it's such like this. And he likes this the idea little that part is really, he is reminding him of James and he likes the idea that. Yeah. And it's, and it's really like, it's, it's heartbreaking on the one hand. And also like, it's frustrating that Molly would, would like, hit below the belt like that but also she's not wrong and also the fact that harry wouldn't see why that's a problem makes a lot of sense as well um oh it's just so so much this this uh chapter this this um what's it called conversation is brought to you by the feelings bench (laughs) the feelings bench managed yeah (laughs) like a with like a rainbow or like a star comet Comfortable and always there for you. What's like the comfort plus? Mm-hmm. There's always a bed when you need it or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Portia asks, is Sirius unintentionally projecting James's traits onto Harry? Um, just because James may have had the mental stability to take this in, it doesn't mean that Harry does. Could they che- check in on his mindset before telling him? Um, but then also saying that Molly needs to recognize Harry's agency as Voldemort's main target and a teen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that, like... Um, but so, Amani responds, though, that it's a little... It's that and a proxy battle against Dumbledore shutting them both out of making their own decisions, freedom, and agency. And I think that that also drives serious in this moment... Because he he is going through those feelings of being shut out, um, and mm-hmm. doesn't and doesn't want Harry, and like understands because they were taught as they were talking at dinner. Like Harry is also going through those feelings, and he wants to spare him that as much as he can. Right? Like he can't completely bring him into the fold, but he can give him a little bit. He can give him back some of his some of the agency that he's lost. Hmm. Did I say that right? I think I said that correctly. Yeah, you did it right. Um, And then Portia says, if they were to get over themselves, they could have teamed up with Lupin to to give Harry the attention he needs. Um, Amani says this is why Lupin is the best. He wouldn't have gone below the bell, but also respected the validity of Sirius's point. Um, And Portia says she doesn't like that Molly was ready to jump to James either. It's like she wants to hold it against him. Um, Amani says, like, she wasn't projecting her issues onto a 15-year-old Hermione last year over some fake news. So just a bunch wow. of feelings in the, in the chat. Feelings and facts, facts in the and, chat. And truth. No, wow. A lot didn't of even think about that particularly. But yes, also. Um, and, I, and I do think like 
there is and Harry again like there is something wrong with Harry not see, like with Sirius projecting James onto Harry um but I also don't think that that's all that this is at all um, yeah I don't be a think part that of it and a part of his relationship with Harry um which is problematic and needs to be interrogated but that's not why Sirius is trying to let Harry know what's what's up like that's right and I don't think like in this moment that's the driving his like wanting Harry to be James is the driving factor here that he's honestly I feel thinking about what's best for Harry and what Harry should know and needs to know there are Mm -hmm. other times where we will see like the conflating of the two (laughs) um but this isn't I don't think this is one of those times I don't either. Um, All right. What's wrong, Harry, is that you are not your father, however much you look like him. You're still at school, and and adults responsible responsible for you should not forget it. Meaning I'm an irresponsible godfather, demanded Sirius. Meaning that you have been known to act rashly, Sirius, which is why Dumbledore keeps reminding you to stay at home and will leave my instructions from Dumbledore out of this, if you please, said Sirius loudly. Arthur, said Mrs. Weasley, rounding on her husband. Arthur, back me up. And I love <laughs> Arthur's her. like, oh. Mr. Weasley, Mr. Weasley <laughs> did not speak at once. He took off his glasses, cleaned them slowly on his robes, not looking at his wife, and only when he replaced them carefully on his nose did he say. Like, he was really like, let me collect myself. <laughs> How do I say this? Before I go and get to my wife. Let me just, am I prepared? Mentally right. and physically and emotionally <laughs> for this for this situation. Let me just center, you know? Right. Introspection and then proceed. Awesome. Shout out to Mr. Weasley for that. Um, <laughs> Dumbledore knows the position has changed Molly. He accepts that Harry will have to be filled in to a certain extent now that he's staying at headquarters. Yes, but there's a difference, there's a difference between that and inviting him to ask whatever he likes. Personally, said Lupin quietly... Um, I think it better that Harry gets the facts. Not all the facts, Molly, but the general picture from us rather than a garbled version from others. And he looks... I very much love Remus. Very shady, shadily at the twins and... Exactly. Does he know? Harry knows. I mean, yeah. Harry's like... Harry said he felt sure... Harry feels sure that Lupin at least knew that some extendable ears had survived Mrs. Weasley's purge. Which is like, of course... And if, of course he doesn't say nothing, right? It's like super peak, like, Professor Lupin, too, where he's like, hmm, y'all, re- y'all know you shouldn't have this, right? But I'm gonna still give it to you. But, like... But, like, for real, like, have some more chill with like, it. yeah, stay in line. Like, I'm gonna let you know I know. Don't get out of line. But, like, calm down. Exactly. Yeah. I love it very much. Because I think, um, too, the, well, the difference is... Sorry, I just want to say real quickly, I think the difference oh, too, and like what Lupin understands that Molly kind of doesn't, is that like there is going to be some useful indiscretions or whatever that you can't, like they're, they're kids and they're going to get in their own way or they're going to do what they're going to do and you can mitigate the damage but trying to like just completely shut off that behavior, like I said earlier, all that does is spur them on to go to be even more reckless, right? If you give them a taste of what mm-hmm. they got, like, then you have a better chance of them not going full Harry and <laughs> doing what Harry is want to do, which is some mm-hmm. dumb shit. 
Um, well, said Mrs. Weasley, well, I can see I'm going to be overruled. I'll just say this. Dumbledore must have had his reasons for not wanting Harry to know too much and speaking as someone who has got Harry's best interests at heart. He is not your son, said Mrs. Weasley. I mean, sorry, said Sirius quietly. He's as good as, said Mrs. Weasley fiercely. Who else has he got? He's got me. Yes. Which, those two, those two, like, lines are really, um, like, heartwarming. But they're still in a fight, so then it's not. Because then Molly says, yes, the thing is, it's been rather difficult for you to look after him while you've been locked up in Azkaban, hasn't it? Which Um, is... Sirius started to, which is like, Molly... Like, you're, she's getting worked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's just yeah. getting really angry and needs a, a moment. Right. <laughs> she just needs a but moment. But this is, like, the, the thing, too, is um, that... That feeling of... Oh, don't fight over me. But also, like... <laughs> it's good for Harry to hear... How forcefully he is loved... But you don't, That's it's true. not a competition. Especially after spending a month, <laughs> especially after spending a month, like, thinking that no one cares about him. No one cares him. about you. Right. Like, they are fighting over him, so that's, that has to be kind of nice. <laughs> right. But, like, you can fight for, like, the, I, I don't know, I feel like even when you're at, like, you're angry and you're really worked up, and I get it, you say things that you don't fully mean, but, like. Like Amani said, coming out his neck for no reason, which is like really hitting at that. Like, I'm just thinking about the John. There's a John Mulaney like stand up where he's like, "That's a thing I'm sensitive about." Like, you know what I mean? Like, like kids will like hit at that one thing that you are like, mm-hmm. you know, like they will find that one insecurity that like you just will get you, and that's exactly what she did, and. In doing so, kind of loses the argument for Harry. You know what I mean? Like, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you ain't gotta go up to see. Oh, you wrong. Because that's right. how Harry is. Harry's very black yeah. and white. With like, if you're a little wrong, you all the way wrong on everything. <laughs> like everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Sirius started to rise from his chair. Molly, you're not the only person at this table who cares about Harry. Said Lupin. Sirius, sit down. Um, Mrs. Weasley, Mrs. Weasley's lower lip was trembling. Sirius sank slowly back into his chair, his face white. I think Harry ought to be allowed a say in this, Lupin continued. He's old enough to decide for himself. Just think you. A responsible adult. Um, a reasonable one. I want to know what's going on, Harry said at once. He did not look at Mrs. Weasley. He had been touched by what she had said about his being as good as a son. Um, but he was also impatient at her molly coddling. Um, Sirius was right. He was not a child. I like also, I do want to a... point out too, right? That they have like a word that looks yeah. her name in it. It's great. She also coddles people just generally, but then it's Molly coddling. It's so it's a great. special kind puns. of coddling. Um, yes. Um, also, there was something I wanted to point out that. Um, so, just keep in mind also that Ron is listening to this. Um. And we all know about Ron's insecurities and just remember his horcrux and that whole, like, situation and what that's also doing to him subconsciously. Because I don't think he's actually upset in this moment. Um, But it is something that sticks with him. Um, 
Your mother would so, rather have him yeah. as a son. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn these books, y'all. Damn them to hell. All that great writing. All that great writing. And I really don't think Ron is sitting here being resentful. Like, I definitely think he's like, yeah, you should no. tell Harry what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that he totally, like, but in it's his that, conscious uh, it's mind that is subconscious, like, it seeps in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn her. Yep. Damn her to hell. Um, okay. So uh, very well, said Mrs. Weasley, her verse, her voice cracking. Jenny, Ron, Hermione, Fred, George, I want you out of this kitchen now. Um, can she control where Hermione goes? Right. I mean, I guess probably kind of. It's like when you're at, like, when you go visit your, like, your friend's house and then, like, the parent is responsible mm-hmm. for you. Especially if y'all are really mm-hmm. close. Like, I know, like... Yeah. If I go to specific people's houses as a kid, like they're my parents for all intents and purposes. Right. While I'm there, you don't. So I guess maybe that's what that is. You don't is. talk back. You don't. There's no that. There's none of that. You ain't my mama. <laughs> that doesn't <Right>. apply. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you mess around and get a whooping. <laughs> um, there was instant uprage. We're or uproar. Sorry, we're of age. Fred and George bellowed together. If Harry's allowed, why can't I? Shouted Ron. Mom, I want to. Well, Jenny. So she has the least um, convincing argument. Right. She just wants but, to know. You know. You might as well. She's like the mama, the tea, the tea, mama, the tea. <laughs> I want the tea. <laughs> Give me the tea, um, woman. Give me the tea. No, shouted. <laughs> Sorry. No, shouted Mrs. Weasley. I absolutely forbid. Well, I think one of the things right now is Molly is trying to, um, like, maintain control over something at this point, right? Yeah. Um, and, like, yeah. And, I mean, Imani's saying that she's not at the borough. She's at Sirius's house. And under his rule, it's his rule under his roof. But that's not totally true because, one, Sirius has never been responsible for Hermione. That's, like, never been a thing. And I think when... Her parents said that she could come. They were under the express, like, understanding that it was Mrs. It was the Weasleys who were going to be taking care of her. They don't know Sirius who's Sirius. Right. He's a convicted They may not even know he exists because he's a notorious mass murderer. Yeah, that too. That that as well. But they've they've actually met Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. You know what I mean? Like, they know them. They know about Ron. Like, that makes more sense. Also, um, the, the, it's a metaphorical roof. (laughs) <laughs> All the Weasleys have to, and Hermione have to pay, have to listen to Mister and Missus Weasley because they're under their the, the metaphorical right. roof, not like the literal one. But you don't just get to be like, like oh, we changed location, so now the rules have changed, <laughs> Mom and Dad. That's not how that work at all. I wish it was. Man. Listen, I would be running out my house so fast. No, but see, look, now we're in. <laughs> Now we in the field. <laughs> now I'm on the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm on the sidewalk now. The rules different, mama. These sidewalk rules. <laughs> um, okay. Molly, you can't stop Fred and George, said Mr. Weasley wearily. They are of age. They're still at school, but they're legally adults now, said Mr. Weasley in the same tired voice. Mrs. Weasley was now scarlet in the face. I... Oh, all right. Fred and George can stay, but Ron... Harry will tell me and Hermione everything you say anyway, said Ron hotly. Won't, ain't wrong. won't you? He added uncertainly for a split second because Harry is petty as fuck. He considered telling Ron that he wouldn't tell him a single word, <laughs> that he could try a taste of being kept in the dark and see how he liked it. 
The fact that that thought even crossed his mind is like Listen. Petty Potter, man. Petty Potter. And it's amazing because that is I such will. a like yeah, said. Oh. Um, Sorry, only ahead. child or like younger, like it is such a non hairy reaction. But but he's still mad. He's still salty. He's still salty. Meanwhile, like, they literally... But my thing is, is, like, he's salty about not knowing, like, the little bit that they knew and, like, about cleaning. Right. Like, when you really which think is, about it, he's like, nah, you can't know. Even though you've been trying also, to figure it out for a month. Like, <laughs> just just petty. It's petty. Um, of course I will, Harry which is said. Which when we should have suspected that Voldemort was in him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No. When that I mean, yes, was right? salt. Like, the salt levels. When the salt the salt levels. Rising. That's why you gotta learn occlumency. Because it's just it's just seeping in. He doesn't even know it. Anytime you start feeling like real particularly salty, just have a moment with yourself and be like, damn, am I a horcrux? I hope not. You just gotta You know you're I, mean, I don't horcrux know how you would know. Is when you because you're a horcrux Ayana, sorry. But when you start to feel like a particular lack you, of chill. You're bringing this up again. You're bringing this up again. Um, I am concerned because I'm trying to figure out who you killed. And then why you were trying to... <laughs> ki- were you trying to kill me? I'm confused. Wouldn't you like uh, to? I have a lot of no, questions. No, I just knew that... I, I just really knew that you, you were very safe. You, never, you would never put yourself in unnecessary harm. Like if I was going to make a horror crux and put it in a person... Like, you would actually be, like, my top choice. Besides being black in America, you are pretty much a very safe, and you're not going, you're not reckless at all. You're not going out your way to get in any trouble. It's a good bet. I mean, okay. All right, then. Um... I did Fine, think that you were going to turn on everyone with dragons. Sorry. And I said, meanwhile, I'm over here thinking. I, for a second, because you were like, there was just like a lot of flame emojis. And you were just real like, and then dragons, like you were just real eager. And I did have a little fleeting moment of. Well, because. Bayana might burn everybody. She might say she only wants. You said that. And then out. I was like, is Robin an agent of white supremacy? Is that why she's worried? I was side eyeing you a little bit. No, I know. Because I was like, is there a Because I was like, I was with you. Because. I was with you the first time because you were, you hopped in like, and then dragons. And I was like, yeah, and then dragons. And then you were like, mwahaha, flame emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji, flame emoji. And it was just so out of character. And I was like, are you a little Danny Targaryen in the making? And I didn't see it coming. Am I? I got scared. I got a little scared. Can't relate. Um, okay, fine, shouted Mrs. Weasley. Fine, Jenny, bed. Jenny did not go quietly um, because her parents are not black, so she was throwing a whole ass tantrum on her way up to her room um, to the point where Lupin had to hurry um, to restore calm because Walburga decided, oh, I hear some noise. I'm about to pop off too. Why not? I want to know something. Mudbloods and filth, sham of my flesh, like all of those things. Walburga um, was like, what's going on? Uh, okay, Harry, what do you want to know? Uh, Harry took a deep breath and then asked the question that had been, had been obsessing him for months. Where's Voldemort? 
what's he doing? I've been trying to watch the Muggle News, um, and there hasn't been anything that looks like him yet. No funny deaths or anything. That's because there haven't been any suspicious deaths yet, said Sirius. Not as far as we know, anyway. And we know quite a lot. More than he thinks we do, anyway. How come he stopped killing people? Because he doesn't want to draw attention to himself. It would be dangerous for him. His comeback didn't come off quite the way he wanted it to. He messed it up. Or rather, you messed it up for him, said Lupin with a satisfied smile. They're so proud. It's so cute. Um, I also love that, like, they're proud that he bested Voldemort, but they're also just kind of proud that he messed up someone's plans. Like, that he was kind of like... I know, just generally, whoever it is, they're like, just marauders. (laughs) Yep. Fuck plans. Doing it live. Fuck a plan. Um, you weren't supposed to survive, said Sirius. Nobody apart from your from his Death Eaters was supposed to know he'd come back, but you'd survive to bear witness. Um, right, because he was gonna show back up like oh my god like he was supposed to show up like I have arrived, like with music and fire and snakes and like a whole concert, a whole production. But Harry robbed that of him. I wonder what his budget was. And Harry just fucked up Voldy's whole return budget. I mean, there is like, okay, so there's so the pyrotechnics. You know that he had the mm-hmm. like, the hydraulic stage where he pops up, you know? Oh, uh huh. Like Michael Jackson. Yeah. And then the part that like, pops up, jumps raises up, and... like, a, like a crane. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, like the one where like, like, you kind of step on it and then it like carries you above the crowd real quick. Yeah. And then he did the like, the crane that goes, yeah, the crane that goes around. And then mm-hmm. he had like, yeah. the light show. That would go change colors with, and his backup dancers. Mm-hmm. It's a million dollar production at the least, a million galleon production at at least at the late at the at very the, least the very least. Yeah, he I had mean, actual. He had to secure he was a having, venue. He was having actual like, dragons flown in from Romania. He was mm-hmm. like, "Fuck a pyrotechnic no, dragons. We need actual dragons, real life dragons." And then yeah. he had, like, Bellatrix on standby because she was going to do, like, a dance show. And then he had Lupin, or not Lupin, sorry, Lucius was going to be the hype man talking about, VDZ, mm-hmm. Voldy what? Say what? We we the best. Throw your, all forever. my death throw your hands in the air like you just don't care. Say, <laughs> hey. Say magic. Hey. When I say magic, you say might. Magic, might. Magic, might. 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 Yeah. It was. It was a whole thing. And then Harry was like, "Ha ha, you thought." Yep. And then Harry said, "Nope, I'm not dead." And then the first person he told was Dumbledore. Um, and Dumbledore was like, "How is okay, that? So help? What I'm gonna do is get a new wardrobe, get some backup dancers, and it's about to be a dance battle, homie." Taken over for the 94 and the 95. Step up to the streets. <laughs> Let's do it. You get your crew. I get my crew. You about to get served. Yep. Yep. Drumline. I don't know. Autumn battle. Autumn battle movies. All, <laughs> all, all, the battle, all the battles. Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on too. <laughs> Bring it on the musical. Break in. Let's do this. <laughs> Footloose. <laughs> All of them. All of them. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, how was that help, Terry asked. Are you kidding, said Brill. 
Dumbledore was the only one you know who was ever scared of. Thanks to you, Dumbledore was able to recall the Order of the Phoenix about an hour after Voldemort returned. Which, you know, you were you were there, Harry, but you don't remember. It's fine. There was a lot going on. I actually don't want to um, yeah. judge you for that. So what's the Order been doing? Working as hard as we can to make sure Voldemort can't carry out his plan, said Sirius. So really, what this is reminding me of, and because, like, it's mostly because we've been talking about, we've been setting up this whole scene, but now I'm reminded of bad, right? Where, like... You ain't like bad. Dumbledore you ain't in order nothing. Of the Phoenix. Exactly. So it's Dumbledore in the in the full like leather with the Wesley with the Snipes. chains and the um, and then Wesley Snipes is Voldemort, right? And um, and he's like, "You ain't bad. You ain't nothing." And there's that whole he does the whole thing, right? The whole if you've seen the entire music video, if you have not, please go do so. It's amazing. Get your life really happy. Um, so after the whole, you said what? I said if you have not, get your life. Yeah, it's on YouTube as a whole. When I first saw it, it was split up, but now it's on YouTube as an entire like with the little kids too from like the Moonwalker version or just the big. No, 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 no. no. That's no, no. That's Moonwalker, and that's not. That's different. I'm talking about bad, like bad. The movie. Mm -hmm. Um. So like he goes, "You ain't bad. You ain't nothing." Right, and then the whole thing happens. He does the full dance, right, and And then then they they break it down. So then. Dumbledore's like you're doing wrong, and then Sirius and Lupin and Molly and them are like you're, you're like, doing wrong. Response: You're doing wrong. You're doing you wrong. Watch your mouth, boy. Watch your mouth. You watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Like all this, right? And then he goes shh, and then Voldemort starts to jump Dumbledore, and then Dumbledore like blocks him, and then they stare at each other in the eyes, and then Voldemort goes, "So that's how it's gonna go down." And then Dumbledore doesn't say nothing, and then Voldy just nods and walks away. And then boom, that's the end of the end of the series. Thank you for listening. Oh, the wizard team. It's been great. Uh, we'll be here next week. Seriously though, that was if you've not Voldemort seen that, throwing glass not seen and Dumbledore movie? turning it into sand. And then <laughs> yep. doing Oh my god. And then it goes into Remember the Time. And then he turns it into sand and <laughs> <laughs> oh wait wait i forgot to tell you so this thing speaking of remember the time so the last time i was at home and this is harry potter related so don't think this is a tangent it is but it's not so um last time i was home i mean not to for some reason was like biana's home we're watching michael jackson videos which i'm like cool i am down to be associated with that i don't know why it happened because the last time we did it she was one this and I don't is think why after you anyway left, she kept time out, time out, time michael out. jackson song sorry it's just all connected in my head. well no 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 but she brought it up but she brought it up on her own like i like okay. i saw her i, I came home and she was like phase. i want to watch she was like you know what we can do and i was like what she was like watch michael jackson videos that secret when you and my mom left that mm-hmm. she wanted to do was watch michael jackson videos oh my god but my what heart. i did is i convinced her that when we were watching remember the time and she was like why did he disappear in the sand and then how did he turn back in i was like aminata he is a wizard and she was like no she's not she like would not believe me and i was like fam i'm telling you watch the video michael jackson is a wizard and so i've convinced her that michael jackson's a wizard i love it so the like next time we hung out after you left she was like can you play the one song, The Way You Make Me Feel? Can you play The Way You Make Me Feel? Can you start it over? I can't hear it. Can you play Bad? And then it was like the essential, you know, like Michael Jackson Essentials. <laughs> it was that it album. It was really the main Basically ones that like, show up, except for like Thriller, because I can't. Yeah. She can't watch Thriller. Um, yeah, because she's always mad at me and my zombie Michael Jackson. But, um, and she just deals now, because I don't put it away. She just has to deal. <laughs> he lives here. It's his job. But, I mean... I, I was like, I was like, my heart. 
I was so happy because mm-hmm. she was trying to get trick me into letting her watch TV and she knew that she was on restriction. But then she was like, okay, that's not working. Can you play Michael Jackson? And it was like that time she started singing Reading Rainbow to me. And I was like, I will not be fooled by you, Slytherin. But I was. Mm-hmm. Nope. Taken in. And then Ariana Ariana says a smooth criminal video um, confirms that he's a wizard, which is also the reason why I showed her smooth criminal after. I was like, you need secondary evidence. And so black or white, because then he starts doing the like, black, it's white, and he's like changing faces yeah, and stuff. I didn't get to show her that one because she kept wanting to watch, um, she either wanted to watch Bad or Scream, like she would keep going back and forth nice. and remember the time. So I couldn't like delve in as much as I mm-hmm. wanted to because And you can't was, show her um, ghost yet, but ghost but also proves her, that she's, he's a wizard. Oh, I can't wait to show her ghost oh my god this is my fave actually my fave is um is dangerous live like the whole thing oh my god when he just like stand yes yep it's my favorite when the dude when he shoots the dude or or they do the fight thing and he like flips him and then he just steps over him and he kind of like kicks him on the he's a bad man yep just talking about he ain't bad Michael is everything. Michael Jackson ain't bad. Come you on. ain't bad. You ain't nothing. Wow. So we we went on a whole thing, but it had to do with Harry Potter, slightly. Oh, um. So was it three? Dumbledore's got a shrewd idea um, of what Voldemort's plans are, and his shrewd ideas normally turn out to be accurate. Um. And so he they know that Voldemort wants to build his army up again. Um. Like, partly because Harry heard him talking about it when he was popping off at the mouth in the graveyard. Um, So they're trying to stop him from getting more followers, mainly by convincing as many people as possible that Voldemort really has returned to put them on their guard, which is proving tricky because of the ministry. Um, You saw Cornelius Fudge after you know who came back, Harry. While he hasn't shifted his position at all, he's absolutely refusing to believe it's happened. But why is he being so stupid if Dumbledore... (laughs) Ah, well, you put the finger on the problem, said Mr. Weasley. Dumbledore. Fudge is frightened of him, you see. Frightened of Dumbledore? Frightened of what he's up to. You see, Fudge thinks Dumbledore is plotting to overthrow him. He thinks Dumbledore wants to be Minister of Magic. But Dumbledore doesn't want... Of course he doesn't, said Mr. Weasley. He's never wanted the minister's job, even though a lot of the people wanted wanted him to take it when Millicent Bagnold retired. Fudge came to power instead, but he's never quite forgotten how popular... Dumbledore was, even though Dumbledore never applied for the job. Also, you can, you um, apply to be Minister of Magic. Well, like you know, like what's the background to be elected or whatever? It's like you, I know. it's like you run to be elected. I know. Yeah, you it's just campaign and you run, but the way that he said it. But also, what's really interesting is that it reminds me kind of of what we have with like the deep state and to fudge Dumbledore's deep state. Mm -hmm. working in the shadows to to undermine his government and blah 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 like that is a lot yeah Dumbledore is Hydra to Fudge's shield but actually but not really though that's what he thinks but that's what he he wishes he was that cool yeah he Um, ain't nobody's shield he ain't nobody's cap Captain Britain (laughs) but right um deep down Fudge knows Dumbledore is much cleverer than he is a much more powerful wizard, and in the early days of the ministry, he was forever asking Dumbledore for help and advice, but it seems he's become fond of power now and much more confident. He loves being the minister of magic, and he's managed to convince himself that he's the clever one, and Dumbledore's simply stirring up trouble for the sake of it. How can he think that? How can he think Dumbledore would make it all up, that I'd make it all up? 
Because accepting Voldemort's back would mean trouble like the Ministry hasn't had to cope with for nearly 14 years. Fudge can't bring himself to face it. It's so much more comfortable to convince himself Dumbledore's lying to destabilize him. You see the problem, said Lupin. While the Ministry insists there is nothing to fear from Voldemort, it's hard to convince people he's back, especially as they don't really want to believe it in the first place. What's more, the Ministry leaned heavily on the Daily Prophet to not report what they're calling a Dumbledore's ru- rumor-mongering. So much of the uh, wizarding community are cl- completely unaware of what's happening, um, and that makes them easy targets for the Death Eaters if they're using the Imperious Curse. But you're telling people, aren't you, said Harry. You're letting people know he's back. They all smiled humorlessly. Well, as everyone thinks I'm a mad mass murderer with the minister, with the, um, and the ministry's put a 10,000 galleon price on my head, I can hardly stroll up to the street and start handing out leaflets, can I? said Sirius. And I'm not very a popular dinner guest with most of the community, said Lupin. It's an occupational hazard of being a werewolf. Tonks and Arthur would lose their jobs if the min- at the ministry if they started shooting their mouths off, said Sirius. And it's very important for us to have spies inside the ministry because you can bet Voldemort will have them. So We've managed to convince is, a couple of people, though. Oh, go ahead. This is one of those things where um, I was talking about this with um, Dara Wilson, uh, at Dara and Wilson on Twitter, who will never listen to this, and we've gotten into fights about wizardry. But um, when you hear about, like, those things, and, and everyone's always like, oh, is there not a single black person that works there? And it's like, well, yeah, there is a black person that works there, but they also want to get their check. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, there are certain times um, where you have to, and I was also talking about this with shout out to um, Kate Comer. Like, there are times when you have to kind of pick your battles, and you're not able to like do the thing that like you want. To, you're not able to say what you want to say right then and there because you need to be around. You need to make sure that you're around for the bigger battle. And, like, you need to make sure that you are in the position to get the right people to listen to you and have that power. So you have to kind of bite your tongue and pick your battles. And this is one of those um, really interesting things that I would not have caught reading this as a younger person, but now reading this as a person at, like, working and blah, 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 and ugh. Like, it really resonates with me about, like... Mm -hmm. Because I feel like when I first read it, I was like, who cares if they lose their job? They should say what's what. You know what I mean? And then I was like, Arthur got seven kids. <laughs> Arthur can't be losing his right. job. <laughs> like, nah. He barely, they, the Weasley's like, barely making it. They gotta eat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, we've managed to convince a couple of people, said Mr. Mr. Weasley. Tonk's here for one. She's too young to have been in the Order of the Phoenix last time. And having Aura's on our side is a huge advantage. Kingsley Shacklebolt's been a real asset, too. He's in charge for the hunt for Sirius, so he's been feeding the Ministry information that Sirius is in Tibet. Which is so, man, how do you get the dude on the hunt for the, for the, like, dude that you're, for the mad mass murderer that you're harboring? How do you get the dude who's the head of finding him on your side? That is gangster. I'm it's sure also, it was Arthur. It reminds me of, like, the it. times when, like, like, Arthor on Orphan Black got then put finally got put in charge of the knee illusion like um oh yeah case. <laughs> it was like yes finally you uh-huh. know what i mean or like finally i don't know I, I feel like at some point in dexter but i i haven't i never finished dexter like he got in char- put in charge of finding him oh he was the um the medical inspector person and so he would like always like get his own murders and then just like oh it was a suicide or whatever i don't know 
Well, that's sorry. Problematic. Um, Ariana asked the age difference handy. between Tonks and Lupin, and it is it is Lupin is it's pretty it's pretty wide because uh, Lupin is you know he's like thirties and Tonks is early twenties. It's Jay Z, Beyonce, like Beyonce level, and Jay Z. Like ah! Yep. Look at you. You'll be another Jack and Coke. Look at this. Um, um, hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, but if none of you is putting the news out that Voldemort's back, who said none of us was putting the news out, said Sirius? Why do you think Dumbledore's in such trouble? Um, what do you mean, said Harry? They're trying to discredit him. Didn't you see the Daily Prophet last week? They reported that he's been voted out of the chairmanship of the International Confederation of Wizards because he's getting old and losing his grip. But it's not true. He was voted out by Ministry Wizards after he made a speech announcing Voldemort's return. They've demoted him from the tree forelock of the Wizen Gamut. Um, that's the Wizard High Court. And they're talking about taking away his Order of Merlin first class too, which is like, damn. Right? He can't be Supreme Mugwump anymore. He can't be the Chief Warlock. And you're going to take away the Order of Merlin first class that he got for defeating another Dark Wizard? Well, you know, it's all but all so petty. Yeah, but that's kind of all like when they put an asterisk in your name by your name when you um when you break a record, but you were doping, or they like wipe it from the like um, yeah, USC really all the, the same. all the championships at USC won. They just like disappeared, which is like a dumb thing. But like we all know what happened there. We all know. We all know <laughs> he, what he did. Um. True. Um, but Dumbledore says he doesn't care as long as they don't take him off the chocolate frog cards because Candy Dumbledore is only second to Holiday Dumbledore. I mean, I feel like they're very closely related, too. They're very close. They're very, very similar. That's why he's Holiday Dumbledore. That's why Holiday Dumbledore is the best because it's, like, the best of all of it. Candy is incorporated into that, but sometimes it's not the holidays, so he just has to, like, be Candy Dumbledore. Yeah. Never forget that Um, when, um, Harry needed... Dumbledore, he just started spouting out candy and the door <laughs> he just shouted cockroach cluster and the door was like, yep, welcome. <laughs> he was like, really? Uh, all right then. <laughs> okay. It was a joke, but cool. I gotta go see him. It's, it's urgent. Um, uh, it's no laughing matter, said, Mrs. said Mr. Weasley. If he carries on defying the ministry like this, he could end up in Azkaban and the last thing we want is Dumbledore locked up. Well, you know who knows Dumbledore's out there and waiting and wise to what he's up to. He's going to go cautiously for a while. If Dumbledore's out of the way, you know who will have a clear field. But if Voldemort's trying to recruit more Death Eaters, it's bound to get out that he's back, isn't it? Voldemort doesn't march up to people's houses and bang on their front doors, Harry. He tricks, jinxes, and blackmails them. He's well-practiced at operating in secrecy. In any case, gathering followers is the only thing he's interested in. Or isn't, um, sorry, is only one thing he's interested in. He's got other plans, plans he can put in operation very quietly, indeed, and he's concentrating on them at the moment. What's he after apart from followers? Um, Sirius and Lupin exchange a glance, and Sirius says, the stuff he can only get by stealth. Um, when Harry continued to look puzzled, Sirius says, like a weapon, something he didn't have last time. When he was powerful before, yes. Like, what kind of weapons at Harry? Something worse than a vodka Kedavra? That's enough. Mrs. Weasley had returned from taking Ginny upstairs. I want you in bed now, all of you. You can't boss us, Fred began. Watch me, smiled Mrs. Weasley, which, yes. I mean, you know, she's been tripping in this chapter, but Fred. He got her a bold. That's your mama. You gonna slam the door in the face of your mama? 
Percy Jr.? Like, come on, fam. <laughs> What's wrong with y'all? That is your literal mother. But I will like, say, shout out Percy to the got them for all. Being, they think they... For being pretty chill. Because they did let Harry ask all the questions. True. They just listened. They just wanted to know. Yeah. Um... You've given Harry plenty of information anymore and you might as well induct him into the order straight away. Why not? Said Harry quickly. I'll join. I want to join. I want to fight. No, but it was not Mrs. Weasley who spoke this time, but Lupin. The order is comprised only of overage wizards, wizards who have left school. He added to Fred and George. There are dangers involved of which you have no idea. Any of you. I think Molly's right. Sirius. We've said enough. Sirius half-shrugged but did not argue. Mrs. Weasley beckoned imperiously to her sons and Hermione. One by one, they stood up, and Harry, recognizing defeat, followed suit. Right. Whew. All right. Oh, I forgot to do my job again. Yep. I got it. Um, it is really hot in my apartment, and it's a problem. Who is your MVP? Sirius. Sirius. Black. I already knew it. You didn't already know it? I already knew you know why I asked. Um, Remus is my MVP because course, knew he was able to keep his wits about him. Sirius is really close, I think, but I think that Remus did a really good job of kind of balancing between Sirius and Molly um, and peacekeeping and also, like, recognizing that there are things that Harry does need to know and giving him that information without being super extra. Hey, guess what? I'm going to bring so. up this um, fanfic that I read once called the survivor <laughs> Again. but <laughs> i should really read different fanfic but it's so good by the you way you really should you've read one i've read one um and it was great so you're welcome but in in it remus has like some kind of you know ptsd-ish stuff about um the first wizarding war and at LeakyCon. He had this whole kind of thing, too. And we see, like, Remus out of everyone um, in the original order lost a lot, right? Because he was, like, the only one left. And so it Mm -hmm. makes sense that he's like, listen, you can know certain things, but that doesn't mean you can just up and join an army and fight a war. You're not ready. (laughs) Like he really was like, I'm, it's like, it's like Jon Snow when he first got to the wall and mm-hmm. Benjen was like, I'm going north of the wall to range. And Jon's like, I'm ready. And Benjen is like, no, did nobody ask you? You haven't got no <laughs> training, fam. You ready for what? For, for what? To clean these bedpans? Like, right. what are you talking about? <laughs> to go, to, to go pick some, like to go clear some grass or I mean some snow. That's what right. you're ready for. Go Boy. get Lord Mormon's, uh, Lord Commander Mormon's dinner? Yeah, sure, that's what you're ready for. Going beyond the wall. I don't know what you thought this was. Like, what? Um, so, Amani makes uh, Lupin his MVP for being the only level headed adult in the room. Ariana MVPs Lupin and Arthur for being level headed in Peacemakers. Um, Portia makes Lupin her MVP as well. Um, and then, who did you bench? Dung. Why is he there? No, I'm sorry. Serious. You my boy and all. But like, (laughs) you don't invite the CI to dinner and you don't let him join the gang. Like, just Briscoe and Green. Like, Law and Order is on at this point in the timeline. Like, he just turn on 
NBC or whatever the fuck it is in Britain and watch Briscoe and Green do what they do and they don't let their CIs join. They're, they don't get a badge. Why is he there? Yeah. Um, I benched Molly mainly just because I think her approach was super out of pocket even if she, her intentions were she was good. Um, she needs to chill. Um, so that's why I benched her. Um, Amani and Portia are super on brand. So Portia benches Molly. <laughs> also forever. Uh, forever. <laughs> and Amani benches Dumbledore. Um, for, for keeping people locked in their worst fears. Harry at the Dursleys and isolated from his friends. Snape trapped at Grimald Place. And Molly with a constant fear of losing her family daily. Which I don't think the last one is on Dumbledore. That one's on Voldemort. But the other right. stuff, I agree. Um, Ariana benches Molly, um, knowledge is power, and you can't arm yourself with half-truths and the I'm just a kid as a defense. True. And now we're talking about Law and Order UK, which is lit, but also very hard to follow because, like, I don't fully understand their justice system, but Freema was great. And the fact that they put the wigs on, I really love it. And they're barristers, not lawyers. And it's just, yeah, Law and Order UK is lit. I agree. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will be discussing Chapter 6 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the noble noble and most ancient house of black. Make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, Join the conversation on Twitter, at WeBlackAndNerds, hashtag WizardTeam. Check out all our stuff at BlackGirlsCreate.org. Donate so that we can get to LeakyCon and not be broke as fuck. Um, Yeah. The criminal justice system is made up of two separate yet equally important groups. Um, the, you, let's, let's shut it down The police who investigate nope. the crimes nope. and nope. the attorneys Bye. who prosecute the offenders. I stopped the broadcast. That was it's a rude. wrap. It's fine. You just won't let me be great.